0: what is up, Gypsy gang? We're back uh, for an exciting episode of the podcast. Uh, a bunch of you have listened to our day one podcast from X Open. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, we kind of did the ad read live in that one, but in this one we didn't really get a chance to do it live. It was a little bit rushed uh, with Ando and Dean, so we're going to do a little bit of a ad read now. Um, this whole live podcast thing came about... Because of of Rob at Nobby. Uh, Basically, they had like an activation uh, kind of uh, area in the pits um, because they were one of the main sponsors of the OzX Open. Um, Rob said, Hey, how about instead of us doing like the standard activation thing, uh, you guys just do the podcast live? And I was like, Damn, that's a really, really cool idea. So. Yeah, we kind of threw this thing together um, in under a week because the guys at Nobby are crazy busy. They sponsor a ton of different stuff. Uh, Just the week before, they were at a music festival in Cairns. So we had like a week to pull this together. Uh, Me and Rob hustled hard with the guys at AME and made it happen. Uh, So... That being said, the first sponsor of the Gypsy Tales experience live from Ozex uh, Open is our homeboys at Nobby, uh, join the Nobby Nation, you know the drill, $20 a month gets you a new pair of duds. Uh, and that's just that's as simple as it is. You sign up at nobbyunderwear.com.au, you get a new pair of the best undies you've ever worn in your life every month and that's it you never have to think about underwear again and we're like into it a little bit now um, with our sponsorship it's probably been like i don't know maybe six months um so i've got a pretty good little collection of uh of undies going now uh and it's just really cool every month it just keeps rocking up you've got a little bit more a little bit more um and i'm now at the point where i've just completely thrown away everything else Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at boost mobile, uh, obviously another one of our long-term sponsors, but this time was a little bit different because we actually streamed the podcast via the data on my phone. That's how crazy it is. Um, I did a, a, like a download upload test to see if it would be able to handle streaming the podcast or if we we're going to have to get something else. Um, but because boost is on the full 4g, uh, Telstra network, it was insanely fast. Um, so yeah, we were able to stream the entire podcast. I think we ended up streaming for five hours, uh, over the course of the weekend, all live, all HD video. And it was all done, um, just via my regular data plan. And I'm still not over my data. Um, which is crazy to me. Um, So yeah, that's about as real as an ad as it gets um, for the guys at boost. And if you listen to day one, you'll also know that Harry Bink is on boost by choice. We learned that fun little fact, Uh, our third presenting partner for the podcast at, OzX Open is the legends at Rival Inc. We've been wanting to work together for a while. Um, they're super busy. I'm super busy. And this was the time where we were just like, you know what, this is what we're doing. We're going to, we're going to make this happen. Um, Joel and Alex are good mates of mine. They're extremely good dudes. They're innovators in the space of moto graphics. Uh, so yeah, jump online to their website, co Uh, and check them out. They do the most insane stuff. Uh, They do custom graphics. They do kits that you can just buy. They do jerseys. They do gear. They do plastics. they, They literally do everything. And these guys are true innovators when it comes to the uh the the moto graphic game. These guys are by far and away the leaders of the pack. Uh, they've also done a promo code. If you type in Gypsy Tales at checkout, you're gonna get fifteen percent off. So thank you to the boys for hooking it up. Um, and that's it. We're gonna drive dive straight into this one. Crazy lineup of guests. We got Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, uh, Creed Corey, Cam Sinclair. Uh, Lawson Bopping Mike Slater. Uh this was an epic epic podcast and I really enjoyed every minute of it um, and there's a lot more coming up over the next couple of weeks um, including another live podcast from the Auckland round of uh, the Supercross so thank you everyone for listening and uh, yeah I'll talk to you soon we have on the uh, caster couch I think we're going to call this <laughs> casting yeah. couch casting couch for what? <laughs> no the car store you know like oh. Maxima
2: <laughs> right yeah you know you. what I'm saying you yeah. get my pun yep. so we got
0: we're joined by one of my favorite humans Dean Wilson and the champ
3: yeah we're here the champ
0: is here <laughs> we're here how's that feel
3: uh are you used to that yet yeah people keep saying it but it, it's it's pretty cool I guess uh
0: I guess. I mean, yeah, the, well, I won the Supercross Championship, and yeah. I guess it's all right. Like, I've been working my whole life to I, do I it. I feel
3: like I'm more of a low-key guy. You are, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I kind of like just being, like, under the radar. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm the champ now, so everyone, that's what they uh, – but that's only until uh, the end of the – until we start the next year of racing, so hopefully I can do it again and maybe keep going. Yeah, you keep might it be going. the champ champ. Yeah, let's, let's hope so.
0: Channel some of that Conor McGregor <laughs> swag.
3: Champ champ? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I got his swag. That's this guy's guy right here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <we're>, we uh, – <laughs> Was there any talk of getting Earl here?
2: Uh can you
0: hear me? Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah,
2: uh, with Earl, that was way more of a procedure. It's not like something you can just yeah, like that's throw on in twenty minutes. It's like a four and a half hour job. So is that how long it took? Yeah, then it takes an hour to get off. So far out. Yeah, it's like it's like full on like makeup artist guy did it. So it was a process for sure. Did you think that was gonna blow up the way it did? no not really just cause I didn't really know like we didn't really have a solid plan we just kinda winged it um and so like the people that were at the track were pretty much just the lucky ones that were the targets like I tried to get Jason to go (laughs) to the track and um I kept texting him like hey um are you going to Paula tomorrow and he like Cool guy, in me. I was like, "Hey."
3: No, the thing is, is he texted me like three times, and I was like, "I was like, why does he want to ride yeah, with me he must, so bad?" He never wanted to ride with me this
2: bad. I texted him so many times trying to make sure he came uh-huh. to the track because I really wanted to get Jason, <laughs> but then he never. He had Supercross that day.
0: He was wise though. He was like, "Dude, <laughs> he never texts me this uh, much," and I know that Dean never replies to texts. Uh, oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this guy? So, we um. Yeah, he didn't show, so pretty much everyone that was there and on it was just who was there that day. There was, like, no arrangements or nothing, so, yeah. Fair enough. And
0: how was, like, because I wondered, like, you did a really good job of it. At some point, people had to catch on that it was, um, like, was it? did people catch on that it was you, or did people no, catch up like, that they were getting punked?
2: People just were very suspicious and, like, I don't know, they just, uh... They just knew something was off. <laughs> but They didn't, they didn't know. Old well, well. Earl had a best funk to him. You know, they just, like, there this guy moves too, too quick. Who so. was,
0: uh, I think you were riding with, mate, was it Colt yeah. was he out there? And yeah. then you just did, like, the nastiest scrub, and then you could see, like, halfway through the scrub, you're like, fuck, I'm supposed to be kind of gooning a little yeah. bit here. Yeah, And well, it was just way yeah. too much steed. It was
2: hard. It was just because, like, you're acting all day, and I don't know how to act, and I'm doing it to people I know, so it's like, they know your body movement, and your eyes your teeth you know so and you're like not but a you stand out in terms of like your size and my your size and my voice my yeah. accent yeah so it was, it was tough I feel like the kit helped you out a little bit though the new balances yeah <laughs> so. and I was wearing that jacket yeah. that old-school 90s or 80s jacket and it was so hot that day it was honestly one of those things I was just so happy to get it done and then when my buddy Crest that would put all the footage together, like, just kinda pieced it together, and it started coming along, and like, I personally don't even think it's that funny, but everybody else does. <laughs> but you know what, it's like watching yourself, too. Yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. God, it's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Dude, you nailed it, but like, and it come from nowhere, like, there was no warning that that was gonna happen, and it yeah. was just this straight up savagery that went down, and it lit up, man, like, I couldn't get away from that in the morning, like because obviously the time difference. I get right. up, and it was just every single story that was yeah. on my Instagram was just like, oh oh, throwing it down, yeah. oh oh oh. No, I was and surprised. It got, it's got over a million views,
2: hasn't it? Uh, two and a half million. Damn, son. So, you want yeah, that Danny still, Duncan program now? Yeah, I just I'm, I don't know. This could be my last race. Just start YouTubing. You and Chad. <laughs> Dino's YouTube. Did you subscribe though or not, mate? You kidding? <laughs> you kidding? I'm, I lit that button
0: up. You gotta do. um You gotta do like the, what up, Dean Paulers? Dean, swipe up, yeah, <laughs> my new merch. Are yeah. You gonna go that far into the YouTube game? No. I think you should though. You can pull it off. You and Adam can can really pull off the YouTube. Yeah, thing. it's
2: t- it's just time consuming is the hard part. It is eh? But I don't know. I just like at the point right now where you just gotta keep yourself um, like out relevant. there and yeah, just you know you can also make good income doing it you know if you do it if right if you do it so. right yeah
0: because you got the you got the ever good stuff right like you're a part of that still aren't you uh
3: yeah well basically okay. i just i just help out like shirk and all of them yeah they basically just they have, we have like these trips where we have little projects where we could do like videos and and for shirk and then they like they love doing that stuff you know and they're so, good at it yeah they're so good and uh yeah between all of us like to be honest, like I just kind of whenever they're in California, they just stay with me and and they love doing the video stuff. So when they could get like contracts or whatever out there, we do that. And then whenever we could get maybe money for a project like coming out here, it's kind of just like a free trip for all of us. You know, Yeah, yeah. so uh, we get to come out and they get to do some videos and stuff like that. But, dude, they're so good at it. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. they did the first one that they did with you was rad. And I think that yeah. they captured your vibe really well because like I remember when the last time I was in Florida with you guys Mm -hmm. like you had a um, cardboard box as like your TV stand like like (laughs) you you really are that dude you know what I mean like you're yeah. you sort of put they put that out in the video and that was the story but that really is what you're like like you're super cheap and you're like you're not that out there being this excessive Mm -hmm. dude and it was cool like for it to come out in a project that normally Cause normally you're like sensationalize shit, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna do a video shoot. I'll go rent a Bentley or go go Hanson on shit. But it's like it was cool that you guys were like, no, let's like really tell like this laid back story.
3: Yeah, um, and, and for them, I think it's easier with me, too, because they're with me every day, you know? Yeah. But they mm-hmm. also do good projects with everyone, you know? Dean had one of the projects. They did a good job with
2: Zach. They had, like, a couple little honey. deals.
0: Yeah. The Honey one was sick. They're just, like, yeah. super
2: creative, like, like you know, Shark and Tom. Like, they're just very creative. Like yeah. Like, they just come up with stuff, and, like, it's just funny how what interests people is, like, it's not all about sometimes having the best of equipment to get good content. Like yeah. they, they walk around with like a little dad camera and stuff. And <laughs> like I, personally, yeah, we bought it.
3: We bought it straight off Craigslist. Yeah,
2: like it, it for just 50 like bucks. It interests <laughs> me more. Like it's yeah. just creative and like, yeah, it's I'm crazy. Right. It's like man. skateboard, like skateboarding. Um, yeah. Roots came there, you know. It's crazy, like
0: because obviously you guys know this this production level stuff that I used to do in the states. Yeah. Like fuck, we used to rock up with like. Half a million dollars Breads worth of shit. And all and it don't yeah. matter anymore. No, nah, it doesn't, man. And you know what I think killed it is the the whole like Instagram story thing, right? Yeah. Because like that is like compelling content when you have a person that's just like talking to their camera and then all of a sudden it like got us used to not having to do the most like well-produced content in the world and it was like i
3: think like the first like verb platinums those things went off but if you made like another verb platinum people have uh, already seen that it's already like it's old it's old news well
0: that's like you remember the dream ride video that i did with malcolm dude we put so much into that custom made that track flew malcolm out and then that got that blew up. And yeah. That that was still like pre, mm-hmm. like around that first that wouldn't be that cool right now. Dude, we did the second one a year later, way cooler. Build a track in Hawaii, like it was ridiculous, and it barely even yeah. got a million views. And yeah. I'm just like, what? The, what do we got to do? Yeah. But now I think the whole Instagram thing, like, people, it's like people just want to watch people. They don't really care about the 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 cinematic mm-hmm. side of it anymore it's just like mm-hmm. just give me content give it to me now yeah and it's just this constant and I think, that's,
3: I think that's one thing like even with dean doing the earl deal and stuff like that i think people just want to see the personal side of you that you mm-hmm. kind of keep hidden for so long you know because like when they see us they're on the podium like i want to thank my sponsors blah 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 but like honestly like putting that personal side is on you for the yeah. most part and i think that's like what he's doing with this youtube and kind of what like evergood's trying to do with all all of these people is you don't really see see that like people want to see you like even if you're just going out to like uh, to eat and like just getting your conversation people just want to hear your conversation or yeah. whether it's just like anything it's well, crazy even,
0: even how this whole thing blew up like way bigger than I ever thought it would mm-hmm. and it's just people talking
2: yeah and it's like it's like cause like your thing it's like um, even when I go on YouTube like I always watch uh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast yeah yeah and it's like, yeah, they're just talking, but for some reason, it interests me because they always talk about cool stuff and stuff you always wondering about. And like Elon Musk, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I don't know. They just like. Dude, I watched the one with the, that Shaleesi dude. Right. Like, there's Who's just that? the, you know, like Marshmallow, it's like his agent, you know what I'm saying? And talks about like oh, how he, yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. just crazy. Like the, the markets that they have broken into with just like the brand Marshmallow, yeah. like culinary arts and like it's not even like he just makes his money on music now. He has like TV shows or like crazy stuff on the way they just went about like creating a brand. Well, you, you know? know who's crazy? Let's talk about it.
0: You know who's crazy for that is um you know you know Action Bronson? Yeah. Like you know his show <laughs> that he has on Vice. <laughs> Wait, like what is it? Like fuck, fuck that's, that's delicious. delicious. Yeah. yeah.
3: And it's like or like two chains most Expensivest Dude, right? And <laughs> that it's <shit's> all tight. <laughs> it's great and then that
0: hot wings as yeah, well. Yeah. Where I it's know. like people get on that and it's just like the most random yeah, shit, but I yeah. think I feel like there's... I mean, I've thought a lot about it since I started the podcast. And to me, it's like... I think we're so used to seeing stuff in like these 15-second or minute windows, which is really cool. And it's really convenient. And it means you can always be watching something or doing something. Like, if I go to your Instagram every single day there's gonna be a story up that i'm gonna find like entertaining mm-hmm. yeah. but then i think what that does is it makes you crave like a little bit of a deeper conversation as mm-hmm. well in a sense so i think there's like a, it's like an offset that yeah. happens and it's like making everything sort of work like it's yeah. a it's a pretty crazy time and like dude even i i just got uh one of my friends just texted me and was like oh who's coming on the podcast this morning and i was like oh dean oh you, well you know jay mm-hmm. and then jay's like dude his Instagram, uh, his YouTube is killing it right now. Yeah. And it's like, we, we've never seen stuff like that before. Yeah. Like, writers like yourself. Like, you've got to invest in that as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's like, doing the YouTube thing is, I'm just trying to build it up. Like, there's like there was a guy here yesterday i think actually some youtuber and <laughs> i didn't know who he was i think he was a bit upset <laughs>
0: <laughs> mad bro but
2: like, <laughs> yeah but dude these guys make so much money and like at the end of the day it is about making a living but also if you documenting and just doing what you love still and making money out of it too i think that's pretty cool Jason says he's go- he's gonna be like he wants to be a um, what would you say like a food tester like he wants to go. Oh, rent- dude, yeah, I love eating out. So
3: like, I want to be like a like a like a food guy. Like, go to these restaurants and just like say if their shit's good or not. You know, like basically what Action Bronson does, but. I'm going to figure out how to capitalize on it somehow. But no, honestly, I'm trying to get Dino to... I'm telling him to keep his YouTube going like you are right now. And I'm just trying to write his coattails. I'm going to be his hype man.
0: Dude, everyone I'm cool needs a hype that. man. Yeah, exactly. Everyone needs a hype man. Yeah. No, I think it's
3: awesome, man. And like
0: AC's killing it as well. like Because yeah, yeah. he, he's got... He's such a unique dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I think, and you're the same, man. Like you're... You're the... There's only one Dean Wilson on the circuit. Right. And it's like... That's the sort of made for your own sort of channel, you know. Like yeah. there's there's guys that just can't pull it off, and yeah. like, I mean, both of you guys can pull it off.
3: Yeah, I don't know. So you're saying Tomac shouldn't have a? I don't think Tomac, YouTube channel. You don't I don't think, think Tomac
0: off? would. I think <laughs> I think if we started a YouTube channel for that rug, would you follow? Would, would you
3: follow Moosecan's YouTube channel?
0: I don't think the moose has got a lot going on either personality. YouTube channel. I love the moose though. All powder moose. He's a very nice guy. Are you still training at Baker's Factory this year? Yeah, I am. Did you when you uh, last year? Did you go back to California for a bit? Like, did Um, you kind of get off that? Yeah, I
3: only went. uh, I went to Florida in December. That was about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I wondered if um, if you were going to go back. Was, Was there like. A bunch of people that as soon as you went back to california that were just like oh well there goes ando
3: yeah i'm a, a lot of people even like people within my group <laughs> yeah but honestly Dude, it, i did i was like i was like i'm gonna do what i want i want to do and what I, I still be ready to race so i kind of just was just kind of doing it like honestly sometimes whenever i just grind too hard and it's not even that i wasn't grinding we were still training me and dino were doing motos in california the whole time and uh The thing is, is just like, I want to be in a place where I'm happy. And sometimes I'm not, it's not that I'm not happy there. It's just, dude, I can't. I can't be in that serious of an environment it,
0: for so long. It's so boring in, in like where you Dude, guys are, well yeah. you're on the lake it's not as bad for you but like there's yeah. just not there's not a lot going on and you're around that like it's Groundhog Day for you guys. Yeah but, like,
3: sh- but straight up like what we what we do for fun is we like go out to eat and maybe go to the movies and honestly like I look forward to going to like Chipotle sometimes just to get out of the house and yeah. do something you know. So it's it's kind of it is and but like in California like I feel like we train and stuff but it's kind of home for me, you know. Yeah. So
0: And you've been there for a while now, eh?
3: Yeah, I've been there since I was sixteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um I don't think people appreciate like the the grind that it it takes, especially at Baker's factory. Like yeah. dude, Baker's factory wears me out and I'm just filming. Yeah. yeah. Like and it's so you know every single day what you're gonna get. And I mean that that is monotonous and it would Mm. be hard and like by the time you get into the season like you're not trying to get fitter you know you're trying to maintain so it's like yeah there's got to be a balance of where like you enjoy the week to still be fresh enough to go racing
3: Yeah, yeah exactly it's 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 a balance but i honestly it still just wears on you but it's uh but at, at the same time, we're riding dirt bikes for a living, so it's it's not that bad. I mean, we can we can. No, play you know gotta what, make it as but, good as it can uh, but be. But but it's for just uh, to keep riding dirt bikes and keep having an income doing what we do. We gotta grind. You know, mm-hmm. that that's a that's the end of uh that's that's all there is to it. You know, but yeah. but it so, never
2: really like gets easier. No, you know? it never gets easier. It's just you want to find different ways to try and enjoy the grind. You know, like like the baker's factory like the whole program like it's just every day you, you're training like literally like you'll fly back from a race on saturday or sorry you'll you'll race saturday night supercross sunday morning you'll get up for a 6 a.m flight get on your plane get home and then before you even like get in your house you'll literally get in the, on the spin bike and do your cardio yeah. just to get it done with and then you can like flop on the couch and yeah. you're just it's it's a grind like but and it, it takes a toll like you look at people you know someone like Ryan Dungey who is well yeah the retired most, at like, 27 yeah but the most like dedicated guy ever and it even took a toll on him and you know I think it's a great program though because it's this law of self-discipline mm-hmm. like no matter what you have to get your training done there's no cheating or no. any ways about it because you always have to record your heart rate and I, I like it yeah. I mean I'm not even on it anymore but I still do the same thing well yeah.
0: it's, it's funny though like because you get dudes like like the moose mm-hmm. he loves that shit the dunge they love that shit they want to just be told that if you do this 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 and this you'll be ready and then like nothing else matters but you're right you like you only can do that to a point and i think one of the biggest things that sucks about our sport at the moment is that like we're not seeing like dude chad kdub uh villaman All those dudes, like Tim Ferry, but like that last era before you guys sort of came in, Mm -hmm. the norm was like riding into your 30s, like early 30s. And now it's like shifted, like a five-year shift. It's like, okay, well, it was early 30s, bang, now it's late 20s. So it's like it's just this five-year shift, and then we don't get to enjoy guys like yourselves for long as long as we should and like dude I'm 30 I'm I don't feel old yeah. like I'm not, I would have if I'm done I'm retired for three years by now yeah. and it's like I'm still a young dude yeah. so to me I think that's one of the hardest things and I think like A there's too many races in the Supercross series and then you go outdoors and then there's no off season so yeah. it's like I think that there's that is an issue kind of within yeah. the sport and I think that's why you're seeing guys because you just can't sustain that grind yeah. and like if you maybe have like a 14 round Supercross Series 10 round Outdoor Series and then that would make races like this easy to do and mm-hmm. more fun to do right?
3: Yeah I, I think it's tough because I think you're just going to have you know decisions from, from us riders but then from the corporate side the people that are paying the bills you know so it's kind of it's kind of hard to you know justify anything but yeah, I don't know what the right answer is to that, but yeah. for me, I would like to go into my early thirties racing, but at the same time, that's still a long ways away, and it could, I could get to a point where I'm like, you know.
0: But it's hard. It's got to be hard, right? Like you're in because the last time we hung out, we were talking about like this whole plan that you had yeah. for like the years, and it was funny. I rem- I I specifically remember you saying that like I want to win win a championship by. I can't remember what year, and then you kind of had, like, the rest of your career mapped out to where you still wanted to be a test rider. But it's like, it's got to be hard now for you because you're in a unique place of being, like, you're a champion. So now it's like, Mm -hmm. like, that's one of the things that I find really disappointing for Chad, almost, is, like, he just might not get a ride, and we just might not see him race again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not a, in my mind, that's not a very fitting way for a guy that's given so much to the sport Mm -hmm. to go out and it's like for you you're going to get in a position and ryan would have got the same villo would have got the same thing james is another one where it's Mm -hmm. like when you've people expect so much of guys like you and now that you've won a championship they're going to expect even more so it's like for you to go into your early 30s what you're gonna be cool with getting seventh in the championship, and then yeah. you know it's like you're almost like a victim of your own success.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, like I think um, I will obviously at some point we're gonna start getting beat, you know, when yeah. you get older. But at the at the same time, I love racing, so I mean, honestly. It would be kind of nice, you know, to kind of like slowly work your way, you know, like if I'm 30 and I'm still racing and getting top fives, look at Brayton, you know, he's making yeah. a career out of it. And I don't think there's anything, but anything I think wrong with that, but I think the hardest thing is, is what people have to say about it. You know what I'm that's saying? That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. the, and the people are always going to tell you, have something to say. I mean, just look at Instagram, dude, there's trolls everywhere. So, I mean, for us, we just kind of got to do what we really want to yeah. do. If that's getting fifth and you're 34 years old and still making money. Hell, if you're having fun, go do it, dude. I'm
0: pretty sure Larocco got a podium at 61. <laughs> dude,
3: Larocco, <laughs> dude, actually, Brayden's the oldest winner. So, how old was he? 30, he's 34 and like a half or something
0: yeah. like
2: that. Well, brain must have been close, then. But that's what no, I was talking to No, no, talk- no, no is he is the oldest. Is winner. The oldest oh, winner. Yeah, yeah, I was talking shit about Larocco,
0: but he was old.
2: Yeah, but that's what I was talking to Justin about yesterday. Was he's making more money now than he pretty much has his whole career. Yeah. and he slowed his like hey, a winner his whole daytoner roll, will do that for you he's he's like slowed his whole like roll down though he's not doing the outdoor grind he's doing all these off season races he's, he's racing here gets to stay in a beautiful place in Australia you know Then he
0: like bought a house here and stuff dude. yeah like he his
2: program's sweet I think it's really good and he's sustained you know still racing and doing what he loves so. cause you gotta think I think though, it's good on him you
0: gotta think like when someone says like oh I'm gonna start a new diet or I'm gonna start working out or whatever what's like the advice everyone gives them make it sustainable like you know what I mean <laughs> don't go so hard that you can't sustain like yeah. you, I'm never gonna eat a carb again no bro you're gonna eat a carb again like you can't yeah. do that and I think that it's the same with what you guys do and like I mean and I love Alden like obviously he's a a friend of mine but it's like that program it's like I think you know what you're gonna get it's like you're gonna win and then you're gonna be super over it yeah but but you've got to hope that the winning is enough
3: yeah but I feel like Alden like I've I've had the conversation with him to where you know sometimes I don't want to be around him you know like (laughs) at the end of the day and I told him I'm like dude it's nothing personal or anything and I want to work with you forever but I need longevity in my career so me being in California don't take that personal but it's just me getting away from you because he's so gnarly whenever you're around him all the time and uh that's just how he is that's just his nature but that's the reason why he has so many championships yeah, that's why he's so good. you know mm-hmm. so it's a, uh, it, it is a give and take but I think for like like me like I gotta really know what I want yeah. and I gotta know like my plan and I gotta worry about me you know I don't want to worry about hurting Alden's feelings by going to California or anything like that or just anything you know so um I think you got to just worry about that for for longevity but i still don't even know if that's gonna work because i'm only 25 so we still got another
0: yeah yeah, years to come
3: to figure that whole deal out but
0: it's cool that you like if you look at you from the outside and your image you're like fuck he's a cruiser like you're not really thinking too hard about this stuff but like you really are man and i think you're, you're smarter than people give you credit for and not i don't think that's in like a bad way are you saying i look stupid yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's like i don't think that's like a bad way but i don't you're not like you don't put that image across all the time but you're like you think about this shit a lot
3: yeah um yeah i guess i do i I feel like honestly i'm way more analytical than people would would uh, would realize but it's kind of cool with me though because i feel like it kind of sets the bar low for me for expectation and i'm cool with that
0: (laughs) Uh, so Australia, we're here. I'm pretty pumped. You're here. Yeah. Um, is this your your second trip? Yeah, my second, second trip. trip yeah, yeah, you both. It's both yeah. the two years in a row mm-hmm. that you've done today. Yeah. yeah. How do you like it? This event.
3: Um, I like I like the event. Just being here in Australia is super nice, and we come here in the summer. It's uh, the weather is nice, and uh, they let me and him go chill on the yacht whenever we fly in. So it's not a bad deal. We get to check out Sydney and stuff, so
2: it's cool. Yeah, no, nah, it's really cool. I love it here. I just woke up from a nap, so I'm still getting out that grogginess. Just like, you you know. knew you had
0: to come here, bro. You should you know, have <laughs> done The jet, like, hit
2: me so hard. Like, I fell asleep in my room, and then I woke up, and I'm looking at the time, like, oh, i got to get going. And I just, like, oh, I'm still coming back to life. Yeah. Anyways, love it, though. It's, like, we're, we've been having a good time. Um, it's just a awesome country, awesome people, and, yeah, it's just really fun to be here.
0: Yeah the um the track last night i guess we can talk a little bit about um the you know the event like the racing side of stuff mm-hmm. uh, itself uh, what are the i guess like your um, thoughts on, on the track it's it's hard because like they've kind of got a certain space to work with mm-hmm. but i think they they did a pretty good job of the track this year um, yeah. with with what they sort of had space wise
3: yeah, I think the the tracks pretty good. It's uh, it's kind of small, but it's not it's not like bad or anything You know, and I think they do really good with the space because like last year I saw it and I was like, holy crap It's gonna f- be so tight but when you actually ride it, it's it feels bigger than what it looks like and uh, Yeah, but this year it's a it's a little bit more technical and it's kind of I think it's gonna have a little bit harder uh, spots to pass. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know I got I, we uh, we got our butts kicked in time qualifying last night by Brayton, so hopefully we could uh, figure it I think out. Today. like the two
2: oldest guys in the class. Lucky Metcalf didn't beat us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude, Betty's been racing
2: a for yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: dude, I was like doing a. F- I did one lap and I'm like, man, that was pretty fast, and I'm fourth behind Reardon and Brayton on top two, and the guy hasn't raced in six months and beats me <laughs> in qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. Yeah. I'm
2: always quick for a short spur. <laughs> That's what Sarah
3: said.
0: <laughs> did she come or not? Nah? Yeah, she's here. Oh, did she? I haven't seen her. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys, yeah, and you're going to come up to the Goldie for a bit, eh? Yep.
2: yep. It's
0: going to be sick. No, i will be good. be good. It's mm. pretty
2: cool because obviously I'm racing New Zealand, so um, I'm going to Hayden-Mel Rossi's after this, and then riding and training, and you know, my main priority is to get my training in still, but at the same time, I want to make it a cool little trip as well, so then... Uh, the uh, oil field piping guys have really looked after me, and we'll be staying in the Goldie, and uh, probably riding at Reardon. So it'll be fun.
0: And then we'll uh, we'll have to do a couple boat days with Old Harley, and maybe a couple of a uh, couple cool dinner spots. You can yeah.
2: I yeah. I mean the boat days. I want you guys know. to
3: talk about it anymore. Are you FOMO. I was real here? Yeah.
0: What are you doing? Are you going back?
3: Yeah. I, I'm. I, yeah. I'm, Flying back, riding Monday, Tuesday, race in Paris, back to Florida. Oh, you gotta get it. Man, go I, I'm really on the grind. I really Next year though, I wanna hopefully plan to maybe do this same deal or something like that. It'd be cool to kinda be able to spend some time here.
0: It's too far to come to just go straight home. I know. Yeah,
2: it's pretty crazy. Like That's what I did last year, just came for the weekend, and then raced, pa- flew from here to Paris. Um, so that was like, That's a big journey. flight too. Yeah, dude. and we got stuck in Singapore for a couple of days. So he's racing in Paris next weekend, which is actually cool because I can watch that. But yeah, um, yeah it's, I don't know. This off-season racing is like, it's kind of fun though. You're just like kind of cruising the world, racing, seeing stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: I wish that, yeah, I just wish that the schedule let everyone do it because i feel you know what i mean like if there was yeah le-
2: we even for me like i
3: have to fight to be able to race these races dude I've, yeah.
2: The, yeah my the, team manager barely let me race this one
3: team dude.
0: you know what is a crying shame and i know you boys don't want me to say it but you two should have been at straight rhythm
3: straight rhythm you
0: had a bike you had a 252 stroke yeah. shit was sitting there had a one plate on it that was a shame for me as a fan, I wasn't. I,
3: I got so much so much like trolls mm-hmm. on my Instagram saying that I shouldn't be running the number one plate on a two stroke because it was stank dogs. Tell them that shit. No, <laughs> <See>, I was <laughs> like, dude, my
2: whole feed like <laughs> hundreds of comments. And I was like, I wasn't ready near ready. I only wrote for like a week before. It's it 25
0: seconds, bro.
2: Dude, I had to make sure the knees would stay in place before I go try that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was about that. <laughs> hey,
3: you, we need to go do our okay. signing. You got to go. Yeah, we got to go. We got to do our signing, but. Yeah, thanks for having. We're us getting on the here.
2: eye right now. That's saying like, oh, who's, who's, uh, who's, oh
0: there is people. Ah, oh, okay, there yeah. is people here that are telling yeah. you. Well, don't leave me alone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm, I'm stoked to come on. Uh, and uh, uh, when do you go? You go straight away, right? Uh, yeah, I go back tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wish we could do like a legit one of these. Me and Dean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go deep. We're gonna do a three hour one. I think Dean's got <laughs> Dean's got some stories. Bring these
3: at the after party tonight. I don't know if <laughs> we're gonna do that.
0: I think once I've finished pressing record on this, I'm out. on Because right, right. this has been a stressful deal getting this shit sorted.
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it, boys. It's, yeah,
0: uh, okay. it's been good seeing you. Seeing as I'm not allowed back in America anymore. Well,
2: what? You're not allowed back in America? Did I not tell you that? Why?
0: Oh, that's a long story. Okay, how yeah, we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> that's all <what> you <he> knew. <laughs> G'day, Billy. Uh, Come on the podcast, Billco. These guys are leaving me.
2: All right, see you guys. All Free
0: right, smoke. Yeah, thanks, boys. Cheers. I oh, Dean Wilson and Jason Anderson, the champ. Dub, boys. Thanks, legends.
2: I'll talk to you after. What's that? Oh, I'm still waking up.
0: Oh, really? All right, we'll be back in two seconds. Stick around, guys. We'll have more people coming on. Just send anyone over whenever, whenever anyone's ready. Oh, fix this up a little bit. How's your mic, mate? Yeah, it's all good. You're all solid. Yeah, hear me. I got you loud and clear, mate. Yeah,
4: loud and clear. We're good then. What a sexy voice you have. You like it? I do. I can actually. put a bit of husk into it. If I'm you a want.
0: huge, huge fan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, mate, I actually speaking of uh, speaking of huge fan, I actually am a huge fan of what you've done. It's been uh, it's been a pretty crazy ride for you. We said, uh, we said before that two, what, two weeks before this event, a year ago, you didn't even own a motorcycle. Is that right?
4: Yeah, about yeah, 12, 13 months ago, I didn't really have a bike. I had no real direction of what I wanted to do. And then I just obviously found it. And then I um, grabbed a bike and um, spoke to the promoters and asked if I could come and do their best whip comp. And then um, he's like, yeah, sure, come along. So I put some training in. And then, yeah, that was my first best whip, like, whip comp here last year.
0: So what's your riding background? Because I mean, you're from the Goldie as well, right? And like I'm sorta of been down there for a while and I haven't really even come across yeah. but like come across you but all of my mates know have known about you for a while. So to me you come out of the woodworks, but you've obviously been doing this for a while, right? It's
4: like we do big circles around each other because we've all got the same mates. Big but time, we just dude. keep, yeah, just following each other around. I got a racing background, yep. but I stopped that in like 2010. Yeah. And I went overseas like doing live shows and stuff from a guy you might know, Dave Ellis. Yeah, right. Yeah, doing stuff like that. So, yeah, okay. Um, Shout, yeah. Out Dave-o. Shout out to Dave O. Oh, Shout out to Dave. Oh s- Dave Ellis. The boys, here yeah. they are. <laughs> um
0: Yeah, sweet. So you went and did uh, what shows like freestyle shows you were doing whips and stuff yeah or? yeah
4: so just like ramps, just basic stuff yeah. like um, jet skiing and all that kind of stuff and yeah driving right. cars so that was in Germany and then moved to the Gold Coast and Movie World and I'd do their show there are you still doing the movie world stuff? Yeah, yeah, still there, but we don't have bikes. Yeah, they've Xed had... that. Thanks, yeah. Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <X that. laughs> yeah, they X that, so we just got cars now, so...
0: Yeah, right. And so, you get a bike, and then this show is actually sponsored by the guys at Rival, which help you out a lot. Yeah. So, they have, they've, like, helped you out, and then they got you to this event, and now... From that, like your life's been crazy this last 12 months, right?
4: Yeah. So rival, were like kind of my first sponsors that jumped on board, Alex and Joel, man, they they have helped me out massively. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just got kind of ready for that. Got got a bit of prep in for Ozx, and those boys kind of pushed me and got we got Maddie Mac. So a bit of a shout out to Maddie Mac. We he did a video for us. Yeah. Right. Is that, that the one where like, you were like drifting yeah. and stuff in the Ute? Yeah. The bike on the back. So we did that, and then we, we came down here.
0: Yeah, nice. And so you did Nitro Games in the US, right, as yep. well? Yeah. And then, so that, that was that like your first big international sort of thing that you did as like this? Because like, I guess it seems like there's like a 2.0 version of you. There's like the first version of you, which was doing like the shows with Dave. and yep. But you weren't like this kind of, the I guess, as prominent in the scene as you are now. So did that uh, World Games, was that what really kicked off this like sort of second part of your career in a way? No,
4: I think it was Ozx. X. Yeah, okay, once, so it really it started there. started here, so after my winning last year, I kind of I'd like to say it opened the door for X Games. Yep. Speaking to the promoters there and um he's like, oh what do you think about quarter pipe So I was like, oh yeah, something I'd be pretty interested in to like doing. So I uh, mean a good buddy of mine, Scott, who owns a Earthworks company we um, built a compound and, like, just dodged it up a FMX ramp, like, cut it in half, put it on, a, on like, the face of a, the dirt. No and way. And started jumping, just started getting the feel. And then a um, good mate of mine, Jay yeah, Tuya, you probably know he yeah, um, yeah. spoke to Pastrana for us and asked if I could come over to America and uh, ride their practice they had for World Games. Yeah, okay. And that's kind of where it all got started. So then I went over there, rode the practice, and then... Um, Yeah, then I got the invite. They're like, yeah, you did good, so you come back. So that's
0: just a straight hustle. Like, like, you just backed yourself to go to the US with no real promise of, like, riding the actual event itself. Yeah,
4: no promise. It was just, like, all off my own back. Just kind of, just went for it, really. That's just, like,
0: the full Aussie Battler story, too. The full Aussie Battler. That's so good, We eh? we
4: dig pretty hard. Yeah. I'd like to think. (laughs) I feel
0: like um, the good thing, too, about the whole Nitro Circus universe is that Aussies are pretty respected as like full-blown senders yeah when it comes to when it comes to that crew so was that like a bit of an easy in as well yeah
4: for sure like with Black Bilko and like the rest of the boys Minnie and Sheeny shout out to Bilko shout out to Bilko <laughs> you get last at best whip tonight but um damn yeah. throwing shade son <laughs> oh sorry seventh because J.O.'s out eh? Seven. <laughs> 7 sorry mate.
0: Wait, top seven's fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be all right with the top 7.
4: Yeah, so yeah, the circus obviously loves the Aussie boys. So um they were arms wide open really. So they invited me in and they yeah, treated me like family straight away.
0: Is it what you thought it would be? Not at all. When I got there, I like, was like What did you
4: expect? I expected, like, this quarter pipe, but you get there and it's, like, as high as this building.
0: It's, like, what, 36 feet, right? 32 to the 32.
4: top of the ramp. Fuck that. And then we were going, my highest was 38, Yeah. So, like, Colby's was 45, so that's, like, what, 75 feet above ground, so it was pretty gnarly. When I first got there, I was, like, what have I got myself into?
0: Yeah, that's what Berriman said, like, <laughs> yep. even at X Games, he was, like, dude, I just haven't even hit one of these fucking
4: things. Yeah, 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 but I got the X Games one built a couple of weeks ago, and I had it sitting out of my compound. And I was looking at it and I was like, it was more intimidating than the World Games one. And the really? World Games one is like a whole lot bigger.
0: But does it just look, like it looks safer? Yeah,
4: yeah. The way TP set it up, it's just really safe. Like I had a few crashes on it, but you just slide. Like it's all artificial grass and whatever. Yeah, and right. And you just slide on your back, you get up and you go again. But huh. um, the ramp at home, you're know, looking at it and because you going to dirt, you've got a bit of a gap, you know, it's kind of more intimidating than, than the one over there, so...
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that that whole deal, like, it all just scares the shit out of me, to be honest. <laughs> but, like, even a dude, like, when we had Berriman on the podcast, he was talking about, like, how crazy that whole thing is. Yeah. And the craziest thing about the whole step-up, quarter-pipe deal is that that's just the start, man. Like... That's just the start
4: of oh, what's no, possible. I can't even imagine, like, the next 10 years what, what they're going to have us doing, basically. And even, <laughs> like, what be like
0: Berriman was saying, you guys are only hitting that quarter pipe in second gear and yeah. not even full throttle.
4: Well, that's the thing. Like, the top of the ramp, like, where I'm losing second gear. There was I had a crash, and I got to the limiter before I even got off the ramp. That's really? how, like, long and how fast you have to hit it. But, yeah, set, top of second or 450 is pretty pretty quick yeah yeah. and it's just vertical yeah yeah you basically feel like you're gonna do a backflip because the thing's so vert
0: so what about the the lifestyle though of like being on tour has that been something that was that what you expected or well i haven't actually well you're not on the tour tour, but but your life is now on tour yeah yeah. you're you're in now you're in this little club it's
4: um it's it's pretty like I don't know it's pretty full on like you got to be answering and like making people happy and all that which is which is perfectly fine but um yeah you just got to make sure you you know you're all over it basically like social media stuff and being away at the events and looking after people to look after you and then obviously trying to sit down and focus on what you're trying to do there as well so I think that's what I've been trying to adjust to as well as trying to run around and like um do signings or anything like that but then get back to the truck or whatever and be composed and ready to go on the ride so
0: Yeah, like actually put the game face on when you have on. to put the game face yeah, on yeah, and actually go out there and do it. But
4: I'm, I'm loving it, of course. Like I'm the, not complaining. Yeah. It's just... Um, yeah, it's just right. I'm, I'm a people's man. I'd like to make everyone happy. I'd like to think, so...
0: So, and you're... Um, we got a common sponsor with Boost. Yeah, yeah. So, that's pretty rad that those guys picked you up.
4: Yeah, yeah. Jason, Nick, man, they're awesome dudes. So, especially Jason. He's cool. He's like one of us. One of the boys. Yeah, he is, for so sure. So, we email back and forth, like, talking talking smack. So, he's, he's cool. Same with Nick.
0: So, what are your goals, then, with this? Like, do you think that you're going to be able to get on like the Nitro tour or do they do the half pipe or the quarter pipe on Nitro tour or are you just going to be more like the trying to do like the big event stuff
4: yeah so it's m- big events for sure now after X Games so it's all starting to kind of flow in yeah but uh, I'm trying to because I've got my quarter pipe at home it's built it's ready to go I'm trying to sell it to the Oz- uh, Aussie Cap City Tour yeah okay to put it in the show so, so what is that Aussie so it's just like Capital City Tour so oh like for Nitro Tour Nitro Tour, tour yeah, so yeah yeah, yeah, with, yeah for yeah, the actual yeah. uh, the life like the circus yeah so, yeah 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 i'm just trying to sell that to them and, and see if they want to have it in and i'll obviously ride it so that's where we're at the moment
0: so for how high you're going are you have you put a lot of practice time into this yet
4: yeah like since march i've put in uh, yeah hundreds of hours so you feel pretty dialed on yeah that. yeah yeah like um i feel like a 30 foot is pretty it's pretty like safe now these days yeah and like 30 foot to it like you're the audience is huge. Yeah. But I think 30 foot, like, off first jump at, at a show is pretty easy now after riding it full yeah, time. Yeah,
0: so. And what do you think, like, so obviously Colby Raha was at 45 feet. Do you think, like, you can get there? Like, what do you sort of got to do to sort of get up there?
4: Yeah, so there's a little bit of, like, a miscommunication at World Games. I kind of thought that once I was into third, I'd go against Colby and Axel. Uh, but it was more like once you're in the third, you're done, you got third. Oh, uh, so, so I was you kind thought of, you had more I had more for sure, but I was just biding my time I was probably being a little bit too smart when I shouldn't have been I was kind of just had my smart hat on And just, you know, it's the first big international event I yeah. wanted to do good, I wanted to, didn't want to crash out kind of thing And then, um, yeah, I was kind of out of the competition But I, like Colby's 45, I definitely had 43 plus Yeah. But just, yeah, it was out before I knew it Yeah, okay, but I guess you've always got next year Yeah, that's it So I was, yeah, a bit of a rookie this year So just kind of learning learning the ropes so
0: where did you grow up racing motocross? Were you like doing the whole Southeast Queensland thing? Yeah,
4: all that. So and how
0: old are you? So who were you racing?
4: So uh, I'm 28. So back then it was like Simon Thompson. Yeah, all those yeah. boys. Dude, yeah. yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, Simon's so sick. He's, he's got a cafe. A yeah, yeah, whereabouts is that? I haven't actually been there, but I think it's Tweedway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Marshall and his family, they all hang out there heaps. So I've been meaning to get down there, but.
0: Yeah, he's a really, really, really yeah. good dude. Yeah,
4: he's a legend. But yeah, like, I'd traveled around doing Southeast Motocross and all that kind of stuff. So, Reedy Creek was home, yeah, home for right. me. It's where I learned how to ride. So. No shit. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So yeah. what? Uh, who else was in that era then? So, like, Luke Wilson, yeah. me and him, like we're best mates, and so we raced each other our whole lives. Oh, right. Um, yeah. It's hard to remember, really. It It's a long probably, time yeah, like exactly ago now. feels like a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like a long time ago. So, like, Ryd, and we're still around then, in his yeah. younger days, but, yeah, we never raced together. We're good mates now. He drives this movie world. Oh, does he do yeah. that as well? Yeah, so I got him started out there, so we hang out there now and do mm-hmm. a bit of driving. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Um, so then uh, after World Games you did X Games this year right Yeah yeah a couple and weeks ago Best whip Yeah did you, did you get second at that Yeah second so That's crazy did you think that 12 like I guess rewind 12 months and this is like your first thing and now you're a dude that's got an X Games medal it yeah, has got to be pretty crazy yeah, right Yeah it
4: is crazy it's like last 12 months have been like so full on it's been feels like X 2017 it was 2 days ago so yeah. the last 12 months have been hectic but um yeah i had a pretty gnarly crash two weeks before x games i just had like a, a bit of a bike malfunction it turned off and went straight to my head i was out for like a minute broke five ribs broke my thumb Whoa. 10 days before the event so my first ride at x games was back from the crash was saturday practice and it was pretty average i was yeah. like kind of you know i was pretty nervous I had rockstar there and i had like my new signing with unit yeah and then um, yeah, just had pretty much had to put the game face on on Sunday and just ride the way I knew how to. And um, yeah, ended up working out alright.
0: And how much pain were you in for that? Yeah, Saturday event?
4: was pretty pretty, pretty gnarly. It was kind of my own fault. I took I had a few painkillers like, right before I rode, so they started kicking in like after I rode, not whilst oh, I was riding. yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah, especially landing because we got a fair bit of rain, as you probably know. Yeah, that was a. Yeah. I didn't even see you that much at X Games. No. Nah? Nah, no, was really. Running around, like I said before, running around, hanging yeah. out with everyone. So.
0: It was, it was, because uh, we were trying to do the podcast there, and it was hard because of the um, weather. Yeah, the weather, man. Like, and you guys were just on standby the whole time. Yeah. like there was. To say there were scheduling issues is an understatement.
4: Yeah, well it kind of shook everyone up a little bit, I think. Like, yeah. it was scheduling riding and track prep guys, like those guys killed it and got us out there. But, they did do
0: a pretty good job,
4: really. Oh, like, did, you were there the Saturday night? Yeah, man. We got like 30 mil and it was it like flooded. down, dude. It was pretty much flooded. And then I come in the next day and we were, they were like pretty much prepping it, ready to ride dry. Yeah, I didn't think
0: that. Um, I didn't think that Sunday would happen.
4: No, neither did I. I was, we were on our way back to the Airbnb. and I was like, Yeah, I don't know if we'll be right tomorrow. But um, yeah, they killed it. Yeah, they, it they pulled it out. What was the
0: What was the experience like? Because it's one thing to be able to do a huge whip, and you know, you got like your compound and all that stuff. But like to actually do it on the stage that you had to do it that's pretty gnarly
4: dude yeah let's kind of you rewind back to us aussies you kind of you get there and you just kind of are like oh it is what it is you get it done you, you dig deep so it is it was pretty like the pressure was on for sure like a rookie rookie like x game my first one so yeah i was um i was you know packing it a fair bit but um it's weird once you put your helmet on you're like you, you're ready to go
0: dude i find that as well like i've recently started um doing some competition stuff again yeah and that whole lead up is just this most nervous energy that you have and then you it just goes away like as soon as you get into the thing that you're doing it's gone and then at the end of it you have it's such a relief and then you're like, why was I so nervous about all that? Yeah, like, exactly. it actually wasn't that
4: bad, right? Yeah, and I'm the worst for, like, doubting myself. I'll be like, even, like, trackball guesser I'm like, man, this jump looks big. I've yeah, done it, like, yeah, three no. million times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you just, I just doubt myself massive. It's just a nerve thing. But then once you're out there, you're ready to roll, you, you you do what you do. And
0: now, like, that you got a silver medal at X Games and you've done... Did you get third at World Games in the... Yeah,
4: third. Yeah, yeah. so, like,
0: you've been meddling are this consistent yeah, sort yeah. of dude, like... In your head now, have you got, like, a bit of a roll-on? A bit of a roll-on,
4: for sure. Like, yesterday, I was kind of felt pretty good just in practice here. But it's just kind of, like, my very lowest riding. So, if I can be doing that in practice, then, yeah, I'm kind of definitely have the roll going. And then tonight, we'll just let it all loose
0: yeah what um how much do you follow the racing side of things these days
4: used to follow it massively now with like nitro and x games and Oz x and all that kind of stuff i don't really follow it all that much at all definitely not any of the aussie stuff i kind of just concentrate on what i'm doing really none of the American stuff or anything yeah just worry about me and just trying to you know progress and just trying to chase my dreams so it's hard to watch anything else and put my time into it when yeah. I'm trying to just worry about myself and, and the career I'm trying to, you know, create.
0: It's got to be, it's got to be uh, still in this early stage for you of like just getting used to like this new lifestyle, right?
4: Yeah, for sure. Because like, like,
0: you literally went from zero to hero. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. yeah like, cause cause it, it feels like it. It wasn't, you know, and not that you weren't or didn't always have the ability that you have, but in terms of like showing it on the world scene like you it wasn't a thing
4: no not at all i didn't come in X last year just really come and have fun i never would have thought that it would lead into you know going over there and riding in america and that was like my biggest dream as a kid i just want to go to america and ride and do something race it was racing back then but now yeah i just want to go to america and compete and then yeah what six months later or less seven months that we're on our way to america just from just from winning here so
0: yeah it's pretty gnarly dude, yeah it's you, been crazy when you think when you like really put it all into yeah, perspective
4: yeah, eh? yeah i've put my um my missus through a fair bit of hell that's for sure oh with just
0: like being away and she, yeah and
4: just stressing about stuff and doing all that she's been a champion so no it's, it's been good
0: yeah i mean it, it definitely and i think too like on the outside it looks a lot different to what it actually is.
4: Oh, for sure. It looks all hunky-dory, but, like, you know, getting bikes prepped or getting bikes prepped and ready over there and yeah. getting yourself ready. Like, uh, this year, I've had a heap of, like, just little niggling um, sorry, injuries. So, they've just been a bit of a factor, too. So, it's been still good. I love it. Never complaining.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, even, um, even with the podcast, like, just to pull this off, it's, like, literally a week of sleepless... Shit, and then that, yeah. like what you put on Instagram, it's like this really cool, nice-looking thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like you—the same with you. Like you post like your best whip photo, yeah. And but it's like, well, to get to that best whip, there was like a whole Days lot of shit, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that, the lead up. That is a, like no, in nowhere near as glamorous.
4: But it's so important, like to be properly prepped and like put the effort in to getting organized. Because like you come here, you're not organized. You know, you're out of whack. You're all over the shop. And then it affects your riding, too. So I'm pretty big on being fully prepped days before an event. And then if there's little niggly things, and we get them, too, right before it. So, yeah, yeah I'm huge on, like, the lead-up and preparation for stuff.
0: It's funny because, like, a lot of the time you you don't really associate, like, uh, freestyle dudes with that kind of, like, regimented, organized kind of deal, yeah. you know? Like, a lot of the times you, you kind of go back and think, like, Old school crusty demons, trashing hotel rooms, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, doing all that yeah, shit, but that. it's like, dude, the the de- like times have changed, man. They hey, like
4: really have, eh? Hey, like, really, because like oh, I got my bracing background, so that's just it's just in my blood to be prepped and ready. I even like, yeah, but, like yeah. just my whip, and this weekend I brought a mechanic just to you know, make sure bike sweet and all that. Yeah, it's just the the prep that means means everything, really, to me anyway.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's obviously the way that you guarantee uh, success, you know what I mean, is to, like, actually... Putting it in. Yeah, make sure that, yeah. you know, the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. That's
4: you, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. See, so I live massively like that. Dot your I's and cross your T's and just be as humble as you can be and be a good person. It's, it's um,
0: hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it definitely isn't hard, but then at the same time, like, its it's got to be a little bit... Not hard, but it's like something to get used to, and now all of a sudden people are like, Creek, 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 go. go, watch your autograph. And yeah, they're like, yeah. you know, the girls and attention and stuff like that, like, especially when it's not something that you have been exposed to. Like, it's even if you get through it, it's still a new thing that you have to yeah, you have adjust to, deal to with. you know.
4: But yeah, you just make the time for fans or friends or anything like that. It's just something you got to do. You can't palm anyone off or anything, so. It's just yeah, making the time. Is it been
0: cool having dudes like Bilko and Harry and and guys that are like and you know like you said Tui as well like that are pretty established. Like, did you almost kind of just from being around those guys so much? Did you almost like know what to
4: expect in a way? Yeah, kinda. Like the boys have been awesome. Like um, more more Tui and Harry. Bilko's been a bit of a nightmare, but. Um, <laughs> No, but, uh, yeah, it's been cool, I like living, like, kind of growing, not really growing up, but riding around those guys and kind of seeing how it all, all goes down and their mentality towards it all and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, the boys have been a massive help in, in basically finding the path of where I want to go down for sure. Yeah, it's cool when you've got
0: those kind of mates around you that can, you can, like, really lean on their... Um, like their knowledge, because like they've kind of done it all before. Yeah, right?
4: for sure. I'm always like ringing bilko and messaging him, like asking him about stuff, or like what do you do, What'd you what do you, what do. Because he's are like this? nearly forty, eh? He's a. I thought he was over 40 <laughs> Bilko's been,
0: bilko Vilko's been. Vilko, how long have you been pro? Like twenty one years. Thirty. Thirty <laughs> years. Did you call it
4: <laughs> nah, he's been a huge help, so, nah, I appreciate all that. Could eh? you
0: imagine having to do all of it, like, completely alone? Like, say you didn't know any of the the boys that you know, yeah. and then you get this, like, X Games invite or the Nitro thing. If you didn't know anyone on tour, if you'd never met anyone that had lived this lifestyle before you, do you think
4: that... It would be completely different. It would be completely different. It probably, like, to be honest, like, this world I think we grew up in is, like, it's more about what you, not what you know, to you know. Yeah. As you probably know, but um, it'd probably be a hell of a lot different if, yeah, those boys didn't put in their little two cents here and there or that kind of thing, for sure. So, even, like,
0: it's crazy, even dudes like Sam Moore and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've just, because, well, dude, we, for me and Sam, like, he's a couple years older than me, but I was, like... I was, like, 19 when I first started doing media stuff around. Harold!
2: Tell us what you really did. Get in here, mate. Show us your prison
0: wall on Harry. 40 minutes late. 40 minutes late. 40 minutes late. <laughs> Harry, don't you care about your fans, Harry? I was doing other things there. He couldn't find a shirt. <laughs> 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 he had to go buy a shirt. <laughs> uh, fuck. What were we talking about? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I do remember. Like, yeah, I was, like, 18. Oh, and Sam Moore. Please yeah, Sam so, like, yeah, me yeah. and Sam were yeah. um, doing this since, like, literally before we were in our 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sort of just, this it's like this weird lifestyle where you kind of, you don't really know your schedule, nah, nah, it's like all nah, these last minute up. call up to events and yeah, things like yeah. that. And there's, it's funny, like, that crew of people, like, gravitate towards... Each other each because other. like yeah. we're the only group of people that really can kind of understand exactly what's going on. For sure, and
4: he's been a massive help, like towards my like my my career. Dude, Sam Sam, Sam runs, runs my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome, <laughs> man. Like massive shout out to him. He's always got my back. He's just a legend. And we feel like we haven't we've known each other for like a little bit over a year. Yeah, but I feel like we've known each other for like thirty years. He's like that kind of we got that relationship where we're just you know just like yeah one of my best mates thirty years ago.
0: Yeah, and you know what like. Sam's a kind of guy for me too. Where he'll, um, I'm like, oh man, I, oh, like I just literally text him with a problem, and then he texts me back with a solution. Sold. And I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not even, I'm like more just like venting to him. I'm yeah. not even actually going like, hey, can you help me with this? I'm just like, oh, he's like, how are you? I'm like, ah, oh, dude, this is happening, and he's like, oh, it's all good. I'll text this guy and we'll just get it sorted. Is and that
4: why is, JB calls him Daddy?
0: I think that's why everyone, everyone calls, calls him, him Daddy
4: because <laughs> <laughs> he's just a problem solver.
0: <laughs> he is a, yeah, he he's just, a legend. He just makes that kind of yeah. shit happen. But but I guess like sort of to what we we're saying is like, I mean that's like ten years of experience of dealing with all of the weird shit yep. that this kind of lifestyle can kind of throw up, throw at you. So it's like when you come in, it's like you've got all of these all people this around you that they can just point you in that right direction yeah and they
4: have like Sam's pointed me in the right direction numerous amount of times so yeah the experience like you say like you come come into the the crowd and it's just like you know abundance of of experience so it's been easy to say for me for sure
0: yeah it's almost like you can just sort of slot in but at the same time like it's not just a given like you've still got to be a cool dude you've still got to yeah you can't be you know what I mean yeah yeah,
4: you can't be like a bad dude because yeah people are just going to palm you off and they, they do pretty easily these days. So, like I was saying before, if you're a good dude and you you know you, you treat everyone like they're your mates when they you probably don't even know them or met them, yeah. then you're gonna go other places. I, I feel. and you just
0: don't know who people really are as well or like the influence that they have so yeah. it's like and it's a super small industry man like everyone exactly. knows everyone so it's like you really do have to
5: and
4: everyone's fighting their own battle so you, why, be, why be an idiot so mm. you just treat everyone res- with respect and you know get on with it and be mates or have fun
0: yeah I couldn't agree more bro yeah. um, what do you uh, think about this event in particular and what its sort of like it's place in the whole sort of like ecosystem of what you guys do because they've got like, dude, it's a heavy lineup of guys that's in like that freestyle jam session, you are like the best whip contest. So it's like there's some super legit guys and obviously this is a supercross race, But it sort of feels like it's a little bit more than that right
4: yeah for sure this is pretty much uh, like you've seen x games taka rob everyone was there and we're all here now this is definitely one of my favorite events for the year easily so you come you hang out with these guys and then you go racing doors something the stuff that you watch when you're a kid yeah or you go and you know do some whips and you make try and give people what they want and you hang out with everyone here so yeah i think this is in australia X open is like the biggest thing Easily we have right now. And, and dude, we needed it
0: so we're bad. We're so
4: lucky to have these guys, like, Bailey and Sando and that, pushing the sport and everyone that puts money in and sponsors and all that. We're so lucky to have this, like, event. It's crazy.
0: It's it's crazy how bad we needed this event, too, man. Like, there was it, there was a real dry spell of, like, top-class events. Yep. And, and the <clears> thing, too, that I think is maybe, like, some of the most impressive thing about, like, this event in particular is it feels like the boys have like paced this event to where it's not like a flash in the pan sort of deal like because super uh super x yeah when that came when in was
4: doing that it was like four yeah.
0: years of just like but they couldn't sustain
4: it no nah, and it just went away yeah exactly no but these guys they put their money in like they work in, yeah. they know what they want they do know what they're doing obviously And um, yeah, they put on this event each year and it's been killing it. What's the the third, fourth year now? Fourth Fourth year, we found out by Harry. He (laughs) was corrected us. Fourth Fourth fourth. year now, so, and each year we keep coming back. It's bigger and better. It just gets that little
0: bit better, man. A little bit better.
4: Yeah. So um,
0: I'm looking forward to next year, for sure. With the driving side of things, could you see yourself like? Have you ever fucked with trophy truck stuff much before?
4: Nah, but I, I can't. I, I put my little two cents in here and there. I like boost did something. You're a driver, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like driving, that's obviously get that from my show background. So I, yeah, learn how to drive and do all that stuff there. But I um, boost sponsored Paul Morris, so uh, I think yeah. Lingle a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I was trying to put my two cents, in, two cents in there, like you know, say I'm keen. So I'd love to do that. That's I did a TV commercial super cheap a few months ago oh we were had, you driving in those yeah i wasn't driving the trophy trucks but i was just driving the cop car ah uh, sick yeah so it was like it yeah it, it was it sucked but it was awesome because i would i would much rather be in a trophy truck do you but, know do you know toby very well uh we know each other but not not like awesome i um, need to i need to get you to spend
0: a bit of time with toby cause yeah, he, yeah he's
4: got his truck yeah yeah oh, i'd love to go out with toby oh, dude yeah. You get him to throw him in his truck i'd love to dude those yeah. that thing is a f- beast bro. I, I actually took him for a drive a movie world oh really yeah yeah in, in our cars so what what cars are you guys using we're just using veus yeah okay. yeah yeah just set up basic
0: drift stuff so what got you into into that like did you grow up on like a bit of property or something no
4: so when dave ellis hired me to do the show for that company that he worked for we had cars in germany so i went from china the first show to germany yeah and we had cars in that show because i was and bikes so i went over to ride and then um yeah they asked me to to learn up how to drive so like driving cars on two wheels and doing all that
1: yeah right and
4: it's all the sliding stuff and then um showtime we contract the show to movie world Showtime FMX emailed me and asked me to come back to move right here on the Goldie and work the show here. So I've been there for five years now.
0: And did you find that a lot of what you did in the, uh, in, like the bike-wise, did it sort of translate across pretty quickly to where you, you felt good
4: in the car straight away? Yeah, for sure, the bike background is, was. <laughs>
0: Wait, what are you doing, you Your yeah, mate,
4: Bilko. Go. All
0: right, come back and jump on. Milko's getting to be like the most elusive podcast guest in, in history. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing five. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah no. Nah, 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 yeah, nah. What do you mean? Are you coming on? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, <laughs> <Yeah>, no. <nah, nah. laughs> so, what does that mean, though?
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. But, um, but yeah, yeah like, like the driving stuff. What are we talking about? We're talking yeah, about the car, driving though. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. Bike stuff helped massively towards car stuff you know you get your throttle control you get all that kind of stuff like it just it t- turns over awesome so we got a driver a movie world who was an ex motocross racer yeah and he's an awesome driver so because he's got that background
0: that's like toby man like toby he's racing baja mexico right yeah. now or yeah. like he's about Epic. to i guess this Pretty weekend soon. or whatever yeah but like man that dude's a freak like the first time we went out to think with him um the first year so like before he had his own truck and uh we went out there and and I was watching him test drive and I was just like holy shit bro yeah like it's no joke (laughs) how fast they hit those bumps even on the bike
4: stuff oh yeah that's just something else that's a whole other thing eh? hey have you got any interest in doing a race like Fig I'd love to do something like that that's
0: right down my alley. It's yeah. so scary. I'd be like, keen as for that. Just watching it is scary. <laughs> like I kind of had like I was like, oh, that's like on a bucket list kind of thing. I'd like to do Fink, and then I went there and I
4: was like, nah. no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like when I went over to World Games. Yeah, yeah so like, oh, I'll do this water nah. pipe. <laughs>
0: mm,
4: yeah, no. Nah. Anybody
0: need that water bottle filled up? Pretty yeah, <laughs> uh, much. It's it's gonna be really cool though to watch what happens now because like we said once you kind of get on that inside you got sponsors like boost you got sponsors like unit you got rockstar that's just like a bunch of doors that you probably never even knew existed and now there's going to be these opportunities that sort of pop up
4: yeah for sure like you never think think like rockstar I spoke to, the, spoke to those guys at just a practice for World Games so if I didn't go over there it might not have happened or so is that how that happened You yeah. just
0: like literally did a practice and then they're like dude we, gotta, we yeah. gotta make it happen
4: yeah because like um Dave Mateus who he was running the whole event his brother is Steve Mateus and they um Steve Mateus is the athlete manager for Rockstar mm. and I was riding pretty good like me and Axel were same height the whole practice like the whole four days I think it was and um Dave's like Steve you gotta come see this dude and at the time, like luckily for me, um, they were looking for a whip quarterpipe guy. Yeah, right. And Steve's like, "Yeah, we we want a whip quarterpipe guy. You, you want to? Yeah, you want to be on the team? So that's where the rockstar came about.
0: And so, where did you have a job before all of this? Like you were just working full time and just trying to like. Well, yeah. no, we, the movie world stuff. The movie world. So I guess that then made it a little bit easier for you to jump in the way that you did.
4: Yeah, for sure. Like it was easy. Like the hours and stuff for Movie worlds not so hectic so I could go and ride in the Arvos and put the time in for my riding stuff so um yeah and then it was just easy enough like they, Gary at Showtime FMX he looks after me really well so yeah. like when I need to go away to do any um like World Games X Games I just use my annual leave and he's like go and do what you gotta do so
0: do you think that it's gonna get to the point where you're gonna have to drop that whole deal and and sort of focus on a full time
4: yeah so we're actually talking about that right now I had a meeting the other week probably go to a casual position next year and just put more time into my riding because at the moment like I only get like one day a week if I'm lucky so and then that's not even, riding yeah and that's not even weather permitting I was so. gonna say
0: and then you got weather and, and it's been so windy at the
4: moment yeah and just the rain we've had heaps of rain so then and then yeah don't get to ride and then I gotta go go back to work so there's not some weeks there's no time into my riding at all so, so yeah it's a bit of a bummer
0: that's what's crazy like even i love surfing and then i haven't surfed in months and then it's like it's not because the waves haven't been there but it's like if you're not there ready to jump on it yeah when it's good yeah then, then it, you just miss it yeah and the it's, boat's gone it's like, even worse for it's even worse for the, your shit because like yeah you know you can surf yeah the waves aren't going to be as good when it's windy but yeah. you could technically still do it, but for you to, like, you're literally risking your life on wind.
4: Yeah, for sure. Like, if it's windy out, especially where we are, it's pretty, it's quite open. So, like, the wind, you feel pretty, pretty gnarly. And, um, yeah, if you have an off day, you, you, you either go to hospital or you go back home and you go back to work. Yeah, so there, there's definitely... That's the factor.
0: Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a different ball game you guys are playing in, man. Yeah. Like, the... And it's it's crazy because it's so new still the whole quarter
4: pipe quarter pipe thing, thing yeah but that's what keeps you coming back that's her, you, the the progression through quarter pipe is what excites me the most. So, I was
0: gonna say like it's it's a pretty cool position that you're in because it is so new and you guys all get a chance to like pioneer this thing together. And I was never a fan of step up. Like to me, it looked lame. Yep. from the outside in but what I liked about it was that it's like a real plug and play for people that don't know about freestyle motocross like yeah. that's their first thing it's so easy it's like this guy has got to try and jump over that and if he misses then he's out the guy that jumps the highest wins and it's the same with Quarter Pipe but Quarter Pipe
4: looks crazy Compared to step up. For, for, for the viewers, for, sh- for sure, quarter pipe is... Like, obviously, yeah, you put your two and two together for step up. Oh, yeah, they're going to get over there, yeah, that Yeah, but it height. looks kooky. Like, yeah. the guy's,
0: like, kooking out, trying to, like, get sideways. Yeah, and it's not really that spectacular. Nah. Like, you go
4: up and you come down, but quarter pipe, you know, you carve the ramp and you go a hell of a lot higher, for yeah. sure. And sister yeah, for quarter pipe, is massive, like, uh, way better for viewers, for sure.
0: Is there... Do you think that you're going to do, um,
4: like, foam pit stuff? For, with, for quarter? Possibly. I can see, like, some trick stuff happening for quarter part. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully not. Because, I don't know, I think, like, there's only so many tricks you could probably do yeah. before they are, like, not really that spectacular kind yeah. of thing. I'd like to just see it as just a height thing and just see how high we can keep going. So,
0: yeah, I I'll, definitely, yeah, I'd, I think I'd like to see it just stay as, like, a height thing. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, I feel like it's inevitable that people are gonna start doing flares. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, can you imagine doing a flare on that shit? Oh, I can't. I can't. Can't
4: you're think it? about that. Will you do it? Yeah, I'll, you'll I'll, have to do I'll, it. Oh, if you, they're doing it, you're gonna have to do it. Too. Yeah. But
0: yeah, but I mean, just even like a height thing. Like, you could set up a ramp next to a foam pit and really see what third gear is gonna do.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because right
0: now, like. You're not going to click third on that thing and just send it and go, well, I hope it's well, going to work.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with quarter pipe. You click third, the bike's like kind of got no engine, like braking. or it's, The engine just works different, as you know. And you just push through the ramp too much. I feel like you're going to jump forward. But if mm-hmm. you you're low lower gear and you roll it on from the bottom, you kind of get that pop out, which gets you to the landing.
0: But, but then how do you guys go high because like if if there's second gear is like the only gear that you guys stay in yeah then
4: it's going to limit the height right yeah if we, if we could have a ramp that like matches third gear better and you so can,
0: that's what you think
4: has to I, th- I think so like the one at world games 32 feet is good for set perfect for second but if you want to see like i like colby was 45 feet was his highest So i think if you're like 60 65 foot it needs to be a third gear ramp so like third gear on that ramp over there it's just it's too small and then do you think though
0: that when you get when you start getting into that level and you're playing in that that stratosphere of like 60 feet is it just like all right where are we gonna stop like we can't be hitting this thing in fourth gear
4: like 38 foot was was high enough well it wasn't high enough but it was high and like you got time for days you're up there for like feels like you're up there for like five seconds you're looking around you're like you're spotting people you like at one point i think i was spotting like the rally track just like seeing the guys race around on the rally track really yeah like you you, you spot your landing you're like yeah sweet and then you kind of you got time you're free falling so you're just like looking around and you catch stuff out the corner of your eye so that's that was the best thing about it you're just up and you feel like you just you see the world
0: yeah i feel like that's something too that makes the whole quarter pipe thing super relatable is like I feel like we could all appreciate the feeling of what's going on
4: yep. without really knowing the feeling. Well, also, as I started speaking to Harry, he's like, you won't ever catch me jumping that ever. And Harry's like, to me, he's one of the most talented guys on a dirt bike.
0: He's a fucking freak. Yeah, he's
4: a freak. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's like, oh, well, you won't even see me riding at that thing. So he will at some point. <laughs> one day. It's Is a whole it? different... um. Yeah, skill take. He needs to fix his shoulders. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Tell him it's a friend. (laughs) Tell him it's a friend. I've been telling him for
0: months. (laughs) Dude, I want to give a little shout-out to old uh, Adelberg. How rad was it seeing him win that gold medal? That's been a
4: long time coming, man. Well, the best thing about Adelberg is he's just been you know grinding, and put in the work and it's just good to see someone be rewarded for their efforts yeah like so he, obviously he didn't get it at, at Minneapolis but I was obviously just feeling the fire and he went home and he, he worked his ass off and then he came out and he won it so
0: what do you think that Australians do so well in freestyle
4: we got that never quit attitude yeah like you know you never give up kind of thing like i well, I'm the same I'm not going to let anything stop me from you know you get hurt you break a couple of bones or whatever you're going to come back and you're going to just you know continue from where you left off I feel like us Aussies have that more than anything really
0: it's, it's always like it's interesting to me to like watch it go down and like when Harry come on the podcast the way that he was talking about like, this is what I want my life to be. yeah. And it's, is it because we're not exposed to the amount of opportunity that people in the US are, to where it like really makes Australians hungry for to like to improve their life. Yeah. And like, and you always see the US and you see that it it's like this big picture thing. Like even for me, I lived there for like, what, eight years. Yeah, and right. it's like, you oh, wait, yeah. jump on bro. Come on.
6: Come on, mate. Yeah, talk about whatever you want. Oh, I'm
0: just gonna get this sorted for you. The real Cam Sinclair. The only. The only. (laughs) Take a seat, bro. Yes. You want some headphones as well so you can hear it? Yeah. Alright, there, that's down there, bro. Cam Sinclair. What's up? One of the OGs of the game right now. I've been
6: waiting for this moment for so long to be on the <laughs> show.
0: I've been wanting you to come. Wait, we're still... This isn't going to be your only appearance, because I really want you and your brother, Michael. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's I want you I want you's both to come on, because yeah. that'd be pretty cool. The, we should do it. You guys have a crazy... Uh, you guys have a pretty crazy, like... I don't know, story would be the word, but the life that you guys have lived and like carved for yourself in this industry is pretty insane.
6: Yeah, we've been doing it for a long time. You know, me and Mick started riding bikes when we were like four. Like I was, I was four, he was six, and we've been riding bikes. So I've been riding bikes pretty much every day since I was four, basically, apart from the times I was injured, which has been a fair bit. But now we've been uh, we've been around the the country, and my dad was a huge part of it, and was lucky the way we got brought up. And now here we are today to still killing it in the industry
0: it's good still shredding we were, we were do you come in at a good time because we were just talking about how Aussies seem like why are Aussies so good in the whole world of freestyle motocross and and mm. Creed was saying that it's uh the fact that it's like that Aussie battle and never, never give, give up, up, up kind of attitude yeah. but is it is it also that we just don't have like the opportunities that people in America have and it's like if you want it like you've really got to make it for yourself
6: I think so that's the case I think they Especially the guys in the US, they get a lot easier now. It's all there, you know. It's right we, there, right? It's exactly it's the hub, pretty much. Right? Yeah. We've got some. We look up to those guys, so we yeah. want to be the. We want to be better than them, so we work harder, and and it's been it's been good, man. It's been a good ride. The whole industry in Australia's been so good for my whole um, career, and um, yeah, it's just getting better and better. Thanks to you know Adam Bailey and the guys from Ozex, has helped. This is half the sport, and I think it's just um, got to get better now. Yeah. I think we
0: needed this event, man. Like, I, I mean, oh, definitely, like Supercross needed it in like a huge way, and yeah. we were just talking about that. The way that they've done it is like they've—it's so sustainable. The, yeah, you definitely. know, They didn't go. They didn't go full uh, Super X and just ball out of control for four years and like hope that it come back yeah but this they've like it's been consistent it's like a mainstay on the calendar and like dude look at what it did for him like it changed his literally changed his life changed definitely life,
6: for sure yeah for sure 100 percent i said they're smart guys him and uh bailey and sando have done a lot of work preparation you know they went to a lot of events all over europe and all over the us and they just you know jotted down what was good and what was bad and now they've created this and i think there's a lot more to come, you know. They got the New Zealand thing coming up, and I heard some stories about, you know, a few other places they got. They're planning on making it, so it's um, yeah, it's been a great thing for the sport. And
0: you know what, too, man, like Bailey has been on the ground floor of the industry forever. Yeah, like I was just right. saying, like it's been pretty much ten years since I started. I think I started doing uh, media sort of stuff in the industry in 08 and yeah. so that's 10 years and yeah. Bailey was there way before me and you and Mick and those well, guys it story like,
6: between me and Bailey me and Bailey we like grew up riding bikes together and that's the crew I man I started like my career sort of started kicking off freestyle I needed a manager Bailey done his management degree or something in in school and Bailey just said we, said, we started working together and we picked up Rockstar and then all of a sudden a few other sponsors here and there and then my career started boosting and he made a lot of connections and then that's all that little decision we made, 15, I don't know, fourteen years ago. That I ne- needed a bit of help uh, with the manager, and we both created a lot of friendships and connections. and Now here we both are.
0: Well, it's crazy, man. Like it, it's cool, and that's why I wanted to get you and Nick on together because, like, if you're in the industry, like that that whole crew that you guys have is crazy. Like Matt Mosig, Keisha. Um, Bronte Holland yeah. then you uh, you got yourself Mick was like a, a dude that was so behind the scenes and yeah. had so much to do with everyone like yeah. you got Boydie Boydie,
6: Bokka Lanz Bokka um, Bilka Bilka dude seriously <laughs> in, in, in the 5 kilometre radius there's all those people you just mentioned and we all live so close together and then there's like Bailey who's now he's moved into the city now but there's Bailey and then yeah, Robo, I mean, yeah and, he's got the penthouse in Melbourne <laughs> yeah, Adam <laughs> Robinson there's like yeah, there's a big big crew down there and we always have a good time.
0: What was it that got you guys together? Was it just the fact that you lived
6: so close? I think so. I think, you know, there's a few little things that got us close together, you know, with the whole Brodie's Holland situation and then the whole John a. Porter situation. It just, it just brought us all close together and we always are there for each other, you know, and then the Mitch Ho thing happened. It's just like... It's probably bad to say that keeps us together, but, you know, we've always it's it's such man. a tight team, yeah. you know. Brought you guys and, closer together, but for sure. But been through so much stuff together as a group, yeah. and we're always there for each other, so, no, it's a tight little crew, and, um, yeah, stoked, stoked for those guys. And what do you think
0: about guys like this lunatic that are sort of like this next chapter, or this next wave of, like, young Aussie guys that oh, are coming sick.
6: up? Like I said, Bailey did so well last year for, you know, for you, your career, and then with X Games, and... No, nah, it's going well, and like I think you're almost going to be unstoppable soon, because the whips you did yesterday in practice were huge. <laughs> That's crazy, X Games, X Games were huge too, like, I think. I was one of the judges at X Games, and you were pretty much on top. You pretty much almost got the gold, you know? Then um, yeah, little, I was the sick. The little fella got me. Yeah, the little fella's just got something Dude, going on. <laughs>
0: shout out to McNeil, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. like he, I'm, right. I'm glad he got that gold medal. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He, he, he like, deserves it I understand how
6: a kid who weighs 50 kilos can... Turn a Do block something like that. The, yeah, just nah. full commitment, eh? Yeah, yeah, loves it. Loves it. That's why it's, me and McNeil grew up together, racing, riding bikes, and stuff. And he's always had some talent there, you know, behind the, behind the whole racing scene and stuff. But I remember uh, watching him crazy. race, man. He were you
0: there when him and Simmons? Yes, I was. Were you at cool I was there.
6: I always bring it up to him too. I was I'm like, I was, dude, I was on the
4: line. Yeah. I was on the finish line. Yeah, I was. And he right got him right like there, that, hey.
0: Oh man! And Simmons yeah. thought he had it, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like that was one of the craziest races that of all time.
4: I'll never forget it.
0: That's cool. sick that you were there.
6: Yeah, I was there. You remember? You,
0: you remember old McNugget racing back
6: in the day? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, we <laughs> used to go hang out at his house and ride with him. Did he have like good tracks and stuff? on Yeah, a he kid? lived out in um, out in the bush in Deniliquin. Yeah, right. They had like a sick few tracks, like supercross track and some ramps and stuff, and it's a track for all the bush. But yeah, he's been around for a while. Dude, you know what event I um, I saw Cody Mackey posted
0: a picture of uh, X-ray like as a throwback oh, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. We need to bring that back. Can you imagine this dude at at X-Ray? That'd be sick. X-Ray, I think, was before my time.
6: Way before your time. I think um, that Kobe, Raha, and McNeil and went there after X. Really? Is it still all there? Yeah, it's there. It's been like, apparently, it's just been prepped and yeah, McNeil did a session there like last week. Oh, is that where they were putting videos up? them yeah. riding. Yeah, that was, oh, that right. was there. Yeah, yeah okay. Bados X-ray course. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. I love that place. That was sick. Did you ride in that event? I rode the second year. The first year I was just coming. I just came back from Madrid after that big crash uh, you know, in two thousand and nine. Then the year after that, I rode. Yeah. How did sick. that?
0: Did that? Did that crash change your life? Oh, man, or was it know. just? Or was well, it just? Obviously, thing obviously it
6: did. It obviously did change my life a lot. But I'm just used to it now. And, um, Do yeah. you
0: still have, like, effects of that crash? Or? I think so, yeah. This remote control squashing me.
6: Oh, yeah. Just Anyway, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I was doing that to you as well. Just pull it right up. Yeah, there you go. That's
6: better. Yeah, no, I'm used to it now. I guess it's, yeah, like, my speech, I feel as if. My memory, obviously, isn't the greatest, but that just comes with old age as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, man, that was one of the... Um, I mean, fuck, that was one of the scarier things that I, like, ever mm. saw, and obviously, like, knowing you guys so well, knowing Mick so well, and then sort of having to see, like, you know, your recovery and what what yeah. you had to come back from, like, yeah. did you,
6: did it run through your head to, like, just not do this anymore after that? No, not at all. Like I said, I've been riding bikes for so long, I was such a big part of my life. My family loved it. Not the fact that I wanted to come back, they weren't a fan of that, but there was not one time where I was going to give up you know all I wanted to do was get back and ride because so I think that, that time in my career when it happened I was at sort of my peak so I sort of um, and I wanted just to win X Games gold and you did eh? So you yeah. came back yeah it was, didn't you come back X Games yeah, and then won gold the, the I remember it man I remember, then. I remember yeah. watching it so it was um, yeah I didn't even know you then
4: I was like <laughs> up in, the, out of my seat in the lounge room like full body shivers you know when you get that <laughs> feeling it was
6: nuts Yeah, there was so you know, there's nothing stopping I guess I just wanted to get back and I was you know, it, was just, it wasn't long after. to... Like at that, that stage, at that point, it was like Bronte just went, I think, and um, obviously Jono. And no, I was, was, I was never scared. You know, I was at that point where I was willing to Do it all, give it do all. Whatever. You know, yeah. like if Whenever I died doing what I did, I, was just, you know, yeah. died I would just yeah, happy. Exactly, <laughs> I would have. Had that. Yeah. I had no fear then, but a lot's changed now. You know. Does that a change lot? with like kids and stuff? Oh, definitely. A lot has changed. Like even this weekend, you know, my wife's just like. Just take it easy, you know, you gotta come you've got the kids at home and you've got a lot of stuff to do. I'm just like, it's all it's all good. You got the garden. <laughs> yeah. The garden needs weeding. Exactly. You got a delivery the other day, you gotta pick that up Monday, <laughs> you weren't here Friday. It has changed a lot, definitely, with the kids, but I'm still I still enjoy it. Like now, especially with the, the new bike situation the Honda, I'm actually loving riding bikes again. Like I cannot wait. I went for a stage, you know, coming into winter it always sucks in Melbourne. You can't really ride much, but now having a four month break and got this new bike it's like I'm just ready to go again yeah yeah, yeah. that's sick yeah I'll I mean wait.
0: it's it's rad to see you uh, still out
6: and like still sending it to <laughs> dude by the way like I said yeah like two weeks ago I got this bike I just started riding again and like I so said I wasn't that keen but now I'm just falling in love with it again and I just wanna work on new tricks and do some cool stuff again
4: yeah you look good on that Honda too I hey? yeah, look right at home
6: it's I love weird. my Hondas I still can't whip but <laughs> <laughs> dude I've cr- seen them
0: mate. they're all right they're good <laughs> it's crazy you get guys like and I mean I imagine you would have been the the kid that like even if you got 10th at an Aussie national you were the guy that was throwing the sickest whips off everything <laughs> but there is those guys all oh, definitely right? it's how it's crazy that like you know who's one do you know Wade Hunter yeah yeah Wade Hunter's that guy Yep. yeah like if, if Wade Hunter decided like oh, I'm just gonna do best whip now and like that's all he did, like he probably would. Dylan yeah. Long, Dylan Long, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's something about whips. Just
6: like McNeil was when he raced, he just whipped, you know. Yeah. It was like Longy, I than Longy could make a great career out of whips. Yeah, for Dude. sure.
0: And the, like he's a cool guy that like puts out content too. Mm.
6: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's yeah. one
0: of the nobby athletes. Like I, I think we'll probably get him on here at some point. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's just weird you get those whip kids and then you get guys like yourself that's like the, technically some of the like one of the best freestyle riders ever in terms of the technique and the, the skill and the way you would put runs together yep. but it's like but you can't do a whip shit yeah exactly <laughs> like,
6: <what> the fuck? <laughs> I'll tell you the story behind my whole whip whip situation I used to go a whip sweet like back in the crusty days and stuff and then me and Bill went to Indonesia this dodgy ass setup, and I pretty much did what um, J.O. did yesterday in practice I so just got way too excited nasty turn down second or third jump and just knuckled it and just ate shit pretty much rode this bike off I hurt myself I might have broke my wrist or something and ever since then today I can't whip and that was like 15 years ago
0: have you tried them in the foam pit? no <laughs> don't be silly <laughs> <laughs> not a chance we'll try
6: 360s in the foam pit I yeah, reckon uh, one day we have to do those I can I can duck and whip but just not big yeah. sometimes I just feel what's the point of even doing it when there's but like like you, you guys, this guy.
4: you go, go through phase. I turned down crash like a couple of months ago, and yeah. like my first three rides back, I was like, I can't do it. Mm, exactly. This happened to me. That's what
6: happened to me that time, yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. But now, just leave it up to you guys. They're doing <laughs> half harder stuff, and I was well do the three. Good things I can do, dude. Old, <laughs> Bo-
0: old Boydie's whips were still pretty solid, eh? He's got the style. He yeah. was getting into it's it, eh? Always has yeah. had him the style. Louis Woods boy. have got style, dude. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of Louis Woods's style, whips. Yeah. yeah. Like they might not be the biggest, but in terms of style, like from the from yeah. the moment, like from the moment his front tire hits the up
5: ramp yeah.
6: until the moment he lands, yeah. all style. So yeah. I mean, him and, yeah, yeah. him and Boyd, the style. Like, McNeil's whips are massive, but the style not much stylish. stylish no, but no. those boys have got the style, like it's sick yeah. that's like
0: that's like a uh, weird thing with the whole way that best whips judge because it's like are we going to judge this off like a still frame of like what's technically mm. the biggest whip or are we going to judge it off like what looks the best because it's I I love Jared, but I don't like watching. Well, no, you know alive. what? At X Games though, yeah. like he's kind of got rid of the the whole like head snap. Yeah, yeah. like it's, it's more lower body snaps still, mm, but yeah. the head snap's gone. It's the head better to watch. the head snap's gone. It's better to watch, but it's still not like like Axel's whips. Again, yeah, it's style. like from the start of the ramp yeah. to the end of the ramp. It's this it completely stylish process. You're the same. Louis Woods is the How same. How do
6: you go with whips? I haven't seen you do a whip. I can see I've always seen you do turn downs. Oh, I'm um, yeah. No, nah, I'm not that great. <laughs> I can like do
4: a, li- I can do my seated whips, but like yeah. I don't put any effort into something that I know that's not gonna benefit myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless uh, like my motor whips are bigger than McNeil's, then I might start doing them, mm. but they're never gonna be. So I'm just happy with doing decent size turn downs and yeah, just sick. concentrating on those.
0: That's yeah, sick. Berriman was saying that he thinks that those turn downs are just gonna be able to go. All the way around yeah. yeah Really
4: As I was saying before Maybe we just
6: need a foam pit And just start doing try that. He tried that In my foam pit once Just to, just to keep, keep going Yeah but Did it work? Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know how Upside down I backwards don't think, Yeah Berryman
0: reckons It's like he's gonna do it He said he'll be able to do it Like but because of the way that The only thing is like The landing's probably gonna be Kinda weird right Yeah
4: but then they're like, do you, do you put
6: it into a best whip? Yeah, is that, that a best whip? Then, whip? Yeah. Or then
4: do you put? Is it just the best trick? You could probably or?
6: design it something cool, you know, like off a hip, you know. So you get, so you don't have to go all the way around. You can just like go all the way around to yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. Colton
4: Hacker and Hacker and that dude, yeah, you know, that real yeah. moto yeah. thing, the like little step up thing and like mm. three sixty. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, it's uh... yeah, it's definitely gone to like a whole new level too. The whole whip thing now, like in the last couple of years, yeah. and it's cool that the whip's always been like the thing you want to do as a motocross dude right like that's kind of or racing and stuff yeah Yeah, yeah, that's like the coolest it's cool now that guys can actually make a living off it because it's like there's not that many dudes that can do it to like the level that it can be done like the level that you guys are doing it it's like the, the option is you just keep spinning because you're you're backwards like completely backwards and then you got to bring it around like
4: there's a bit of commitment in it these days so that's for oh, sure it's just, like, just landing straights is a yeah. big issue if I don't start from like the bottom of the ramp it's not going to be a big one yeah I mean, you just got to be committed same with quarter pipe. you got to be going straight and like you start carving that's when you don't get your height but yeah you start going straight that's like a lot more um, dangerous but that's how you get your height well that's
0: what Tyler was saying is like when he first started doing it it was like this angled kind of deal yeah. and you were like going warp off the side and he's like you can't do that now like you have to literally go straight up yeah. that gives you the height and then it also stops you from going forwards going right? forwards
4: yeah but then again like you got rotation the more you go straight you got to try and get the bike turned 180 degrees to come back down the other way whereas when you're carving you kind of got half of that done already Yeah, carved, you got 90 You just got to tip it in a little bit yeah, when you're coming straight, you, yeah, you gotta have it. You, basically, if you're looking from exactly from where you come from, your body's gonna follow your head. So yep. that's a trick. You just gotta like look backwards as soon as you've left the ramp, and you hmm. should get your rotation. Dude, should. It's <laughs> eerie, It's
0: so eerie with the quarter pipe because it's like. Rrr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and It's just like what, yeah. and you don't know, like. No panic, that's, rev. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing nah. with like when you see uh, like. That you just do like your standard whips you're just like you hold it on you're like alright that's how it's supposed to be but you're like wait what is he what's going on here like he's just <laughs> stopped riding right now yeah. it's-
4: I got videos on my phone from quarter pipe and you just like bikes like you get your room and then it's just nothing. nothing. and then all you hear is like, of, like engine feels making. like you can hear like the wings of a plane mm. like, and then it just like lands. It's pretty cool. Sick.
0: What um what what do you think is uh, now that you're one of these you're the OG, You're an OG. I think you could Veteran. say these days. Yeah. No. I like. Let's use OG. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep it gangster. Yeah, sweet. What um? <laughs> are you seeing yourself as like a bit of a mentor these days for like like you know it's been a year since he's been doing this professionally. Like, are you able to? I, I guess are you like seeing yourself as like a mentor these days to people? Um, well, I see Cam as a mentor for myself.
6: I'm not sure now. It's so like I, I don't know.
0: Because so you're still in that zone of trying to be like a, 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 yeah, a you well, are still a top class athlete.
6: Yeah, I think like when Harry was, I, think I helped Harry out I think with a lot, with his double flips and stuff and same for J.O. and stuff like that. But now I'm like, I think I'm past that, that um, that scene. I think I'm just one of the guys that's just, just hanging around now and riding just for fun, but as for a mentor, I don't know.
0: Not, but like you no, said, like you look up to yeah, him, you know. all those boys. But now I can't, I'm come, not really doing any
6: gnarly tricks, you know, anymore. I'm just sort of, just at the level where I'm enjoying myself in prison. Your um, your track record is what yeah, I think, what I look up to yeah, the most
4: yeah. for sure. Thanks, man. Still now, still, still for sure. It's and crazy. like
0: any any like Aussie that can pull an like, X Games gold medal in freestyle, or sorry, best best trick or freestyle, yeah, yeah. is like a, a huge deal. And like we just saw it with Rob, man. Like I was so pumped to see it's him so win. So sick. I so sick. I feel like, I, I mean, I I was down there and like I just. You had a feeling that it was his, that eh? Yeah, he,
6: you can see the preparation yeah. as well. Like, he, he so really hard. was putting it in, He put man, the like. work in. He
4: deserved it.
0: And it, it, it uh, but, you know, like, when I was sitting there, I was, like, almost... Not, like, worried for him, but I was, like, fuck. Like, this is your time. If you yeah. don't win this one now, like, mm. this will this will be crushing because it yeah. it felt like everything was about as good as it could yeah, get, you know? exactly.
6: And they did well. Stoked. So stoked. So what can we expect tonight, boys? Tonight, for me, I'm... Like I said, the setups. Pretty good. I, I I enjoy the setup. It's pretty cool, but it's got a little trick. It's just a little combo backflip. Want to do something safe for the you know.
0: best for the best trick. Yeah. What yep. are we seeing go down in super in the actual
6: racing? Racing. That's gonna be sick. It always is entertaining this track. I think um the track seems to be a little bit tighter than normal. Obviously the start trade's wider, but the rest of the tracks is tighter, and yeah. I think um, that's gonna be good for for good racing. But I think Brayden is um he's looking. Brayton for sure. Brayton is if he gets to start, no one will be able to beat him. No, he looked good last night. He's, he's on, fit, no and he had such a good year last year yeah. in the US, and this year he's been unstoppable. But um, I think, yeah, it's all obviously all about the start. I'm hoping that um, that Chad gets a whole shot, and I'm hoping that Wilson's like second, and I'm hoping like they you know, sort of it'll build up, you know? Yeah, it all pan out that way. If Brayton, if Brayton whole shots, I think he'll just check out. Check out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, he. There's something to be said. Like, obviously, Ando is the Supercross champ. Dean's one of the most talented dudes to ever ride a bike. Yeah. So it's like, there's mm. they're gnarly dudes, but there's definitely something to be said for the guy that's like in it every week and like they've been grinding. He's been here. There's no jet lag. Yeah, like that's there's right. so many. Plus, he's an old Arena Cross champ. Yeah, it's like
4: can't cross out Rid too. He was exactly. second
0: fastest mm. last night. So um, could be anyone's can, game. Like, yeah. like I said, ask me this question in
6: about. Six hours or so yeah. <laughs> we'll know. Yeah, Where's know? the fun in that road? <laughs> Where's the party tonight? Is there a party? There's a party It's at the brewery Across the underneath the uh, Novotel Okay Well it's First the party. I'm hearing of this But that's yep, fine No it's out the party I was seen on our little um, schedule It says like um, 9.16 is FMX best trick 10:30 party time. <laughs> so that's, so that's like that. that's like your two. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> that's my two cool times. I practice as well. Dude, I'm still at 3:55. I'm yeah. still hurt from X Games. Really? Yeah, I, that was it took me a week to get yeah, over that one.
0: Mate, a week too. I did. Uh, two I, weeks. I did the pan packs for jiu jitsu. So it's like an international jiu jitsu tournament. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, cool. Might as well just send it the, the week before. And Wednesday, mm. I was like, dude, you fucked up. <laughs> like,
5: like, I was still You're like.
0: going and did it. Oh, man. I was like at training every day. And I was like, I don't feel right. <laughs> yeah. I Same. don't feel right.
6: <laughs> I was saying that. You know, I was tell myself. It was worth it. But yeah, yeah. It always is. It always is. Yeah. Hey. Um, after the first couple of days. It's yeah, I always look back and think it was definitely worth this pain. <laughs> like, mad time.
0: Wait, honestly, it was one of the best after parties I've been to in a really, really long yeah, time. I don't sad. know whether it was because, like, I just haven't been to many parties in Australia. Like, I haven't been mm-hmm. here the last, like, eight years. And I feel like, I don't know, the US is always, it's always, like, a, maybe a bit more sceney. Like, people don't want to like have as they don't want to like seem like they're having fun Mm. I feel like there's a lot more like fronting that goes on at those parties but then like at X Games on Saturday I was just like everyone is sending it to the moon (laughs) and like no one's trying to be cool here (laughs) and it made for an extremely fun night let's do it again tonight
4: yeah, I mean, oh. I mean yeah. <laughs> that's I'm i to go, for in. practice. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, what time you guys got to get out of here? I've got a unit get out of party
6: here. to be at at the moment, I think. So I'm, I'm going go to work, check my spokes on this brand new bike of mine. They're getting loose. Boys, thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming on. It was I awesome. Thanks for having me. Let's organize another time for me and my bro. And, yeah, yeah,
0: I really, we're, um, we're trying to get a studio, like a new studio built on the Goldie. So I'll fly you guys up for the day. sick. Come in in the morning and then we'll we'll do like a little burly coffee tour yeah sick and then
6: uh, and then get on the podcast yeah man that'd be sweet go deep I need to get one with like me Bill Go Top Dog and Steve Minnie yeah done we got some cool that's stories that's a crew <laughs> it, be, it's Willie Johnston <laughs> eh <laughs> yeah <buddy-o. laughs> it'll be cool
0: too because I think um yeah, like that whole set. It's just the whole setup. will 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 be out of four dudes in there, super comfortably. Yeah. So sick,
4: it's gonna be, be sick, it's gonna be pretty lit. Yeah, thanks for having me, eh? No, yeah, I really, been, I'm yeah. stoked, man.
0: I, like I said, I feel like we've been dodging yeah, each dodging other, yeah, around. around each other.
4: Yeah, yeah no. Nah, so yeah. it was good, good for sure. Appreciate it, Cheers, Sweet. Man. Thanks, mate. No Cheers. So have
0: cool. fun out there. Yeah. Can't, can't See wait. you as 10.30. ten twenty. Party time. Legends.
1: I do dig the podcast. Whoa. Oh, you we're on. Joe Rogan. What's that? I do watch a fair bit of Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, Joey goes hard. Are we good, Nick?
5: Good to
0: go. Lawso. Yo. The mad dog himself. You found yourself with the CDR jumper on again. I know.
1: <laughs> How many lives have you got here? Crazy, huh? I know. I didn't expect it, to be honest. I um...
0: I love it. I'm a huge fan. Craig, good on you, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, at CDR Yamaha. Monster Energy, they've been great. So, um, yeah, you know, I did those three races as a private here on the Kawasaki. You know, didn't do anything real crazy, but got through them, stayed on the bike, and um, yeah, got the CDR gig for, uh, yeah, tonight, at AusX Open, and the New Zealand gig. So, yeah, pumped, excited for it.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm stoked to have you back. You're always a dude that... Um you've well, I mean you have always had a lot of time for me when I've asked you to do stuff and uh, always been a super cool guy that everyone I don't I just yeah I don't think anyone's ever had a bad word to say about you so I think that's kind of rare in the, in this in this sport uh, with everything that goes on but I mean, you've had I've only ever heard like I guess like secondhand information on like what happened with you being sick and then you you were like one of the best dudes like most talented dudes in Australia like in the under 19s and then when you're in the lights class you know factory suzuki you were killing it and then you got sick and it's sort of it's been seems like years of this struggle that i mean i don't yeah i, I don't even know how much you've even talked about it yeah well but I what exactly went on
1: to well i'll tell my whole story i guess <laughs> yeah a lot went on um, like i was saying i was just uh, I did that stint in America. did those uh, six... That's right, six yeah. Six Supercross races over there, and I was feeling great, getting through all the races and whatnot, and then I was I was contracted to DPH um, that year, 2016. So I come back, and I started racing outdoors, and then I uh, did the first three rounds, and then I was just struggling really bad. Like I couldn't even get through the motos. I'm going, what the hell is going on? Like, I've trained this whole time all the way up to it. And it's hard to explain, but I was... I'd feel okay at home. Like, i could get the laps out and I'd be all right. But on race day, when I had adrenaline and everything. As soon as my heart rate went up, I'd just get to, like, a certain heart rate and I'd just nip up and just be just completely wrecked.
0: And what was, what was it? Was it, like, uh, uh, you got tired, you got arm pump? you, you had no energy? Tired. Like, focus? Like, what were the symptoms of The
1: symptoms that? I was getting, I was, like... like It's almost like if you run up a hill, like a really steep hill, and you get that acidy taste in your mouth and you feel like you're going to vomit. That's the kind of feeling I would get after like four laps on a motocross track. Which which
0: is not right because of how much training you put in, right? Yeah, correct. You knew that you were fitter than that.
1: Yeah, like as mental. So, um, well, for instance, I did the B test at home before I went to the States. I got 14. And then I didn't do it until I got home at... uh, after those national races, and I got seven point eight. Really? Yeah. So my fitness basically heart like half. Yeah, half. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So uh, after that, I saw a bunch of doctors, naturopaths, um, all sorts of people. So, but no one could really. I had so many blood tests, and everyone's like, no, you're you're healthy. Everything's pretty pretty good. You're pretty clear. I'm like, no, I'm not because I can only do four laps. like, what the hell's going on? And then. Eventually, I got on to this other doctor, and he's testing me for a heap of stuff, and he's like, oh, there's bacteria in your blood, and I'm like, okay, we're like, oh, we don't really know what this is, but we'll put you on a long course of antibiotics, and... um, Hope it works. Yeah, it's called a die-off, where it just sort of kills everything, and then you sort of finish the course, and then you build back up. So I did that for eight months. So
0: almost like chemo of antibiotics. (laughs) Yeah,
1: almost, but like a mellow aversion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. did that for eight months this year. Uh, was that this year? This year. Dude, be, so you're still dealing with all this stuff. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not fit well, right when now. When did it start? Well, from the beginning, I got glandular fever in 2013. That rocked me for, like, 18 months. And then I got over that. I was healthy for, you know, quite a while. And then it felt like it come back. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just rest. And I'll see if it gets over. But then I'm like, I can't just keep resting. Like, I'm just... You know, it's like ruining my career. I can't even ride. So I, um... Anyway, got on these antibiotics, did it. But I don't know why they didn't give me antibiotics from the beginning, like... So years did ago. that help? I think so, yeah. I don't have... I can't say I'm... I feel as if I'm healthy right now. I'm just... Not fit, yet I'm not fit. Yeah, I'm not fit. I'm just unhealthy in general because I haven't done anything for two years. Yeah, So, yeah. But I'm feeling a lot better. Just my mood's a lot better. I'm sleeping better. Um which was crazy like I didn't sleep very well for like a year and a half like I just I'd be alright like if I had a normal job like a desk job or something yeah it'd be I probably wouldn't notice it so because you're so used to being on like the high end of performance yeah it's just when my heart rate gets right up there or if I'm uh, whenever I exert myself I would um, yeah just nip up and I'd be like useless I couldn't even hang with my buds like mountain biking or whatever like at home like I couldn't I was just super unfit so that was pretty shitty and um, done my head in, but got a positive now, feeling a bit better. Yeah, got that. I got a cowie in, um, i want to say August or August, October, I don't know when. But um, just started easing back into riding. I just wanted to ride just for fun. Just for fun, yeah. And um, my buddies were at my house riding supercross and stuff. And I started riding supercross just with stock suspension. And uh I'm like, oh, yeah, I could get a couple laps out. Then next day, I get a little bit more out. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm coming around. And um, I finally got out 20 laps, like, with stock suspension, like, not clean. But I got through it. I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to line up. And uh, I missed round one of the Supercross, and I rocked up at Coolum. Got Supercross suspension, like, the week before. And that was a pretty gnarly track. Yeah, dude. Like... <laughs> That was no joke. Like, that was a legit Supercross track, Yeah, it man. was, like, the sections. And it was rattied, like, in between the sections. And I rolled up, and I just wanted to get through it. I didn't want to, you know, do anything too crazy, not crash. So, got through it. It was good. Um, did one day <laughs> with Supercross suspension. Then the next week, I had to test again, because my suspension was way too soft. Yeah, your did, bike looked really soft. The was right down here. Anyway, got through it. Did one more day the next week. Raced uh, Geelong. Went way better. Got um, sixth, I think. Got landed on that last moto, though. My hand got pretty hacked up. Uh, Didn't actually crash, but... um, So that screwed me up for the week after. So I didn't ride. And then raced Adelaide. Got a seventh overall. And that was okay. And then... Yeah, so I haven't really actually practiced Supercross properly since... Well, through those races until after after Adelaide, then Dakar gave me the call, yeah, and we're like, yeah, let's make it happen. And um, they brought a bike up like a week after the Friday after Adelaide, and I've done yeah a handful of rides on it, and it was good straight up. So um, yeah, I've actually this is like the prop the first race I've actually sort of had decent practice coming into, so yeah, yeah, stoked with that. So See how we go tonight.
0: Dude, it's a crazy ride that you've been on the last couple of years. Like, it must be so frustrating to know what you can give and what you want to give and the training that you want to do and the way that you know you can ride
1: and then you can't, you physically can't do that. So frustrating, man. Like, bad. And even now, I don't feel like I'm at my limit. Like, I'm still. Yeah, there's a lot more to go. Yeah, which is great. It's a good feeling, but it's uh oh that's well, a dark days for sure like i was yeah i was not good and did, for quite did, a while.
0: did you have to go back and get a job and and all that sort of stuff or like yeah i mean you wouldn't have made enough from racing to just like take a few years off
1: no nah, well i got a ride park down near my house so me and my dad we opened up that so oh i didn't know that yeah how's um, that going yeah it's good it's good it's um it's called lab mx yeah so um you know we need more places to ride in general so it's uh yeah, I think it's a good thing, so I do that on the weekends, keeps me into sport, keeps me busy a little bit, and I didn't, I never really quit riding completely, like I yeah, had a bike for a like, little bit, yeah. so um, I borrowed my friend's bikes or whatever, but uh, yeah, I haven't really done motos or anything um, for quite a while, but I, um, yeah, still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, never, I never wanted to quit, I just... yeah, uh, yeah it's just like frustrated that yeah. whole time. Did, and you have diabetes as well, right? Yeah. So how did that fit into this whole sickness? Okay, Yes, yeah, so I got type 1 diabetes when I was 21. Isn't it...
0: Dude, I was talking to a person the other day, and um, they were telling me about the whole like type 1 diabetes thing. It's just like random. In your 20s, you can just... You could get it tomorrow. Yeah. Now, basically you're, now all,
1: you're a diabetic for life. Basically, all it is in your pancreas that produces insulin, it just stops producing insulin. It just, yeah, stops working. So I got to give myself a needle... Every time I eat, basically. So, like... Yeah, the more carbs, and more sugar I eat, the more insulin I have to give myself. So, yeah, okay. Um, so, it's a little tricky, but... Um, it's alright, though. Like, uh, I can deal with that. It's just a, more of a pain in the ass than anything. But, um... It's been alright. Like, this whole, It's... Like, my sickness hasn't been because I've got diabetes. That's just yeah, a whole okay. other thing. So, yeah. like, I, can, I can live and ride totally fine with type 1.
0: You must have just been so frustrated, like you get the diabetes thing that goes down, and then this random sickness that, like, pretty much halts the career you've been working for your whole life. And then you're seeing dudes like Ferris and Todd and Gibbsy and all these guys, like, you've hung with these guys forever. It's not like these dudes that are achieving stuff are guys that can't beat or be as good as yeah and you're sitting on the sidelines like not even able to do four laps
1: yeah i know it's a tough times a little bit but i mean it's I, a credit
0: to you though for like being here though and still showing up and especially like at the level that you know you can compete at and knowing that like yeah you're like hey, i'm not fit yeah it's cool for you to have the mentality of like you can still just race because you love the sport
1: yeah that's exactly why i'm here you know like it's uh it's a tricky one, but that's just the cards I've been dealt. You know, everyone's got their issues. It's like some dudes break, you know, a heap of bones. Some guys get crook or whatever, and that's kind of where I'm at. I'm sick, and I got type 1 diabetes, but, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I love racing. <laughs> and, and the thing <laughs> is, is, is like, doing it.
0: what's the alternative? Just, exactly. You know, I can always go get a normal job down the track. Yeah. Like, But you obviously rather don't do, want to do that, yeah. Hell no.
1: So I'd rather ride for as long as I can until I have to go get a normal job. You know, we can always work when we're 40 plus or whatever it is. And, um, you can't always come back to racing. So I'd rather just race for as long as I can. And then, yeah, I'll work when I have to. So what's it been like being back at CDR?
0: Because you, you had that, that ride and you were like one of their their main dudes like was it cool to sort of slot straight back in with those guys
1: yeah it's good it's um did you and were you always
0: like pretty yeah. tight with Daka? like I, t- I guess he's not the kind of guy you get like to be super tight with like because he's very business sort yeah. of business only kind of guy but like was it, it cool to just sort of slot straight back into that program
1: yeah i think so like we haven't um had any major arguments or anything like, nah, yeah. we've kind of finished on decent terms See, that's what happened that first time in 2013 when i lost my ride there i was i had that glandular fever and i was just crook and whatnot and it was, just couldn't make i it mean i had the shits but it was it was just part of it he's got to run a business you know he's got to get riders running at the front i couldn't run at the front at the time so a bit of a bummer but um yeah this last stint's been good um pretty cruisy like the boys just come up we did a whole day just riding the bike testing it and whatnot um the bike's a lot better this time around than when the, you rode it last time. Yeah. yeah we rode um, well, I was on a 12 and a 13 and that new shape Yamaha just came out when I was yeah, it just leaving it wasn't good then no comment but um, <laughs> it's uh, this one's good this one's not bad not, not bad at all I um, I actually did the shootout the, for ADB yeah, recently I so I rode all the bikes and even I dropped on the Yamaha um, and I'm like yeah I know Yamaha's inside of out because I've ridden them for quite a while I got on the 19 and I was like wow okay this thing's they haven't changed it too much but whatever they did have done it's made it a lot better yeah so um yeah good bike. that suspension's really good um and, and I've, I've said it.
0: this man like I've said this and I've got a podcast that I did with Dean that's not out yet but I said to Dean like there is no doubt who the best team in Australia is oh yeah 100%. in terms of like and I I don't mean just the race wins and stuff like that but in terms of like the practice bike the gear that you get like everything that cdr gets it's the top of the top all the time yeah like you go to dean's house and you watch you see his practice bike and he you could tell he could tell you it was his race bike and you'd you'd go yeah 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 um, and
1: not a lot of teams in australia do that no they run a tight ship that's for sure um like when i rocked up I think it was like a Wednesday or something when they brought the practice bike up for me to ride and it was like the two bikes full kit of the suspension like graphics kits my number everything all on it two sets of gear all printed up like as legit as my bike looks right now that's yeah. rocked up midweek and I'm just like okay like this doesn't happen And I'm, I mean there are a lot of great teams in, it's in just here a di- it's just a different level yeah he's um, and he's been doing it Dak has been doing it for a long time he's um, he, yeah he runs a it's a tight ship.
0: So, what uh, what are you expecting from yourself tonight?
1: Uh oh, it's a tough one because this track is tight as like nearly anyone could do well. Yeah, do well. I I just want I'll be happy. I just want to get good starts and stay out of trouble. But it's going to be mental. Like I think it's going to be really close. Um, Brayton was on it though yesterday. Dude, he, he, he looked was, good. Yeah, I didn't see him, but he was uh, he was at the pointy end. So. Um, I felt good last night, um, practicing, I didn't feel like I was at my limit, Mm. Uh, I ended up fifth overall, so that was okay, yeah,
0: so, um, can you, when you consider you've got three of the best dudes in the world, like Brayton won Daytona, (laughs) Anderson won the championship, and Dean Wilson's Dean
1: Wilson, yeah, I know, (laughs) I can't be too bummed, I haven't, (laughs) I haven't, you know it's not like I've done a heap of riding or training or anything so uh, to be in the mix is uh it's good real good
0: man it was cool like you're in the states the same time I was and it was really cool to see how well you did over there with like no help at all
1: yeah no thanks it was um great experience I uh I was just feeling really good in myself and my bike was quite good I um well i mean it was kind of stock i just had my dph uh, motor and suspension i just brought that over with me i only had one bike though which made it a bit tough and mm. but uh yeah i was feeling great then and then <laughs> yeah they got sick straight after that and then i've been yeah kind of useless for a couple of years yeah but, that's um, obviously right. yeah, but um yeah i dig it over there man like the, the racing supercross in the states is that's where it's at it's um yeah, good times, but it's uh, yeah tough schedule. You know, backboard is it 18, oh, yeah, 17 dude. rounds in eighteen weeks.
0: It's uh, it's no joke. Nah, like even to be a, even to be a fucking filmer like me, man. It's yeah, it's hard to get through that whole series. Just dude. following it around. Oh man, I remember like I remember my first um, my first year over there doing the outdoors. We went to Bud's Creek, and it was either Red Bud or Bud's Creek, but it was like that was like one of my favorite tracks growing up, and I was just like so stoked to be there and when I got there it was so hot and I was so jet lagged and I was so tired and I watched the race in the truck in the air conditioning yeah and I was just like I just felt like the biggest loser ever because here I was I'd like looked up to this this scene and everything and when I got there I was like I just couldn't hang I was like dude I'm fucked yeah I'm so tired from the travel I'm so tired from the like the airport the drive and then you got to stay in a really dodgy motel yeah. and then you get there and it's like 110 degrees and then you're out there feeling and i was like i'm done man oh, i can relate and 100%. it's like but that that's the whole year like that's what people don't get and like we were talking about that with jason and dean before is like the 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 guys retire so young because of the grind and then yeah. and you imagine like if Jason Anderson and Dean Wilson are getting that tired, and they're on like the best teams in the world, imagine what it's like as a privateer dude. Oi, oh, what? Giddyus Slater, you cheeky dog. <laughs> have you met? Have you met Slater before? I know of Mike oh, Slater. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen you a hair one before. Hey, we're just gonna adjust this for you. This is, doesn't want to stay put. Put in my
7: mouth.
0: Yeah, real close. These are your headphones. Oh, want a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, you
5: don't
0: even know. Mike Sleder, pull that bad boy to your face. We, uh, we're just talking about how hard the uh, outdoors and because Do you remember when Lawson raced the Supercross in the
7: US? Yeah, he crushed it, actually. He was running pretty yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I obviously have my finger on the pulse over here because of the family. Yeah. yeah. So this guy is incredible in the loops and good style and... And kind of take no prisoner style. So when he came over to 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 America, I kind of knew what was up. And I was like, and he soldiered the whole West Coast on his own. And one block, he
0: was saying too. Yeah, like I I
7: remember, I remember when I was testing at a local track, I'd see him, and that was my whole my whole jam. Like I I wasn't fast enough to have a ride in the states. for speed I had the ride because of testing and R&D so yeah. like seeing the, like the guys like bopping and the Durhams and the Beermans and the dudes that are doing it for pure passion is like is what you our sport relate, yeah. I can relate and I'm I'm, I'm kind of super fan over it now like being the old guy and just Seeing the dudes just doing it because of the passion and not because of a paycheck. Because they're not making money, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, straight losing money, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should give a little bit of an intro. Mike uh if you have ever rode a KTM in the last 10 years, uh, why it feels nice is because of this guy. So how long were you a test rider for those dudes?
7: 14 years. I started on the first 250F4 stroke in 04. Um, and uh, how
0: long like, how long did you petition for a linkage
7: honestly, from day one honestly, I, I will, I will I don't work there anymore but I will tell you from 04 to 10 I worked in house so my stuff was really good yeah. and I knew how to tune it so like it, it was I, I wasn't that bummed on it but like the, the the consumer that took it from a sand track to like a, a hard pack track it sucked. It, well. sucked it yeah. sucked it yeah. sucked it didn't work good it just didn't they didn't know how to to make the changes where a linkage bike if it works good say at Coulomb it's gonna work good at Yo know, Q M P it's gonna be pretty close yeah, where yeah. we a PDS bike, no linkage bike, it was a completely different setup. So yeah, um, I'm I was glad in eleven when we were well I was working on it in like two thousand nine.
0: Yeah right. Wow.
7: And so yeah, like I, I knew what was coming. I know it's coming for even twenty and twenty one. Oh, so you've
0: ridden all of that stuff?
7: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just resigned after amazing, amazing stint at KTM. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. they're they're so aggressive. That's why they've been doing what they've been doing. And I, I can say all these manufacturers: Yamaha, Honda, um, <coughs> Suzuki's not one of them. They they're so aggressive with R and D that they're two years out. Like those guys know what's up, and the bikes are pretty damn good. And coming over to Australia to see like Reardon's bike and your bike. It's kind of refreshing to see like the Yamaha's. They don't change them dramatically because they're so damn good stock.
0: Yeah, they are. In in, in America, guys. In
7: America, they jack them up. Mm -hmm. They just get all these fancy bits and pieces and stuff, and they throw them on there, and then they're they're not as good.
0: Well, dude, Todd was saying like so. Todd just did the. He rode for like the factory Honda team, and he said he actually liked uh, in Europe. Todd Waters, and he said he liked the like the Privateer team. The bike a bit better because he said his factory bike was like this hydraulic clutch that they were testing that didn't quite work that good and it was like three million horsepower that like he couldn't quite use and then they they set it up like so different because it's all of this like crazy factory shit that everyone wants yeah and then he got on this he got on this like not a stock but like just a good like it, there was no extras. there was just like what he needed to race and he he, he said it was way better
1: yeah it's um it's like with our bikes like i'm just running stock clamps and stuff and i've well i haven't ran different clamps on that bike but like i remember i tried different ones back in the day when i rode for cdr and they were just so rigid and just gave you such a weird feel compared to the standard standard clamps yeah and um you know these guys they test those those stock bikes a lot to get them comfortable for everyone you know like it's uh
7: Yeah, stocks.
1: The stock bikes are getting better and better every year, for sure.
0: Dude, that's what my dad used to say, like when we were racing. And because I mean, I'll admit, I was the kid that got one of the pipe, and I wanted the clamps, and I wanted one of the red XL rims on my Honda, and I bought into all that shit. And that's what keeps the wheels turning is people buying shit. Like we need the industry. But my dad always said, like, man, they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to develop these bikes there's guys like you that just did so many laps and we just want to go and throw something else on it's like those bikes are good for a reason you know what i mean
7: yeah the the biggest like thing to that is a skid plate right like everyone's like oh i want to add some cool stuff to my bike you gotta get out of here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: all good thanks for coming on dude i really appreciate it we'll do it again
7: all right kick some ass tonight
0: yeah we'll be watching You want to get in the hot seat there sleep sure man swap over get in the hot seat lawson bopping ladies and gentlemen one of the greats dude i'm glad that you remembered to come on i'm Uh, stoked
7: yeah no i'm you know
0: i'm I'm a you know i'm a massive
7: sleeta fan yeah we we go way back at that we do go way back yeah just California, SoCal, living that, living the life. I'm not, I'm not complaining.
0: Um, how are you feeling? Because you had that. I don't really know. Like I only saw it like through Instagram. I probably should have reached out, but I didn't. But uh, how's everything going?
7: It's uh, was a most trying three and a half months of my life. I literally almost died two times on in a at, at once at home and once in the hospital. I. Uh, so what happened yeah, first? Yeah, so I, I was, I've been a huge mountain bike enthusiast, and I... Semi-pro. Yeah, yeah, I'm that working class pro guy. Yeah. And um, once I quit racing moto full-time, I needed advice. I needed something yeah, that I could, like, outlet. like yeah. an outlet to, like, drive, and I won two national championships in the Cat 1 class and enduro, and kept doing it, and kind of, like, accomplished my goals, and then I took a bit of a break, and just, like, my boys are getting bigger, 7 and 5, and... I kind of got roped into getting back into a, a race this summer in Big Bear at Crafts and cranks and I was at stage one and I just over I completely blew it overcooked a table the table section and I smashed head first going like 30 30 miles per hour so like, like 48k and just smashed into the thing face first I ended up fracturing my my femur my, destroyed my pelvis my right pelvis side of my pelvis all the ribs on my right side my sternum and my left collarbone.
0: God damn.
7: Yeah, and then that was that was obviously really crappy, bad. bad. But, I got airlifted out to Arrowhead Regional in SoCal. Spent three days there. Got cleared to go home. And then two weeks later, I was having a heart attack. Basically, an embolism came from my pelvis into my lung.
0: No which way. Which is
7: unfortunately what Ryan Villaputo's dad passed away from.
0: No way. So
7: you can't stop that. Once an embolism hits your lung or your heart, sorry. There's no like you can be on the table they can't fix you you just
0: cut you off. Dude, I was wondering that and like man, massive condolences to RV and his family. Like that's some that's about it's the heaviest thing that can ever happen to you, I guess. I, but can't, like, I
7: can't fathom what he's going through.
0: I was wa- like I was wondering when I heard that it was a heart attack and I'm like dude, people live through crazy heart attacks. Like it must have been yeah, just over. Like yeah. over.
7: Yeah, he pulled over from from what I heard this is third-hand information. Um, and I don't want to get into his personal stuff, but from what I've heard is his dad pulled over to the side of the track, grabbed his chest.
0: Was he riding? He
7: was riding at Cahia.
0: Dude, we, I just had a friend, well, not just, but a year ago, a friend of mine, same thing, died of a heart attack on the track.
7: David Pingree was there actually riding. Really? And he's a, people might not, yeah, might not know, he's, no, he's a, a fireman, man, yeah. fire medic. And he, he gave him CPR for 20 minutes. And it was just, it was his time. There was yeah. nothing they could do. Like, David did everything he could do. Man,
0: he'd be traumatized from that now, too. Yeah,
7: so it's pretty heavy. So I have embolisms still in my left lung now, and I'm on blood thinners. Really? To the, like, right now, I'm on blood thinners so that those embolisms break down. They don't go into my heart and kill me. So after two weeks of coming home and trying to recuperating and being in a mess because I'm broken, just broken everywhere, I go to the hospital, and they... Uh, they were like, don't move. Like, literally, don't move. You could die. Like, and I spent 13 days in the hospital and had full, uh, they drained 3.4, 3.4 liters of, bl- of blood and fluid out of my right lung, and they did a full um, reconstruction of it after that. Went through and scraped my lung out and tried to reconstruct my lung so it would work. And What? Yeah, so I had full lung surgery, so... I'm life is a different I look at life in a different form now and I remember going into surgery, like literally kissing my wife, hoping I would wake up. Yeah. Like I've never been there. Well, you know, you break your arm, you break your scaffold. Yeah, you're not you, like
0: worried you're gonna are not yeah, die and
7: I've yeah. I, I messed up so bad, like and everyone's like, Oh, I feel so bad for you I'm like I messed up.
5: Yeah.
7: Like thanks, I feel that you feel bad for me, but like people like Jared Graves has cancer and that's where it's like, why'd that happen? I know why I, I got hurt. Yeah, you did that. I did Graves that. didn't do the Di- cancer Graves thing. Graves didn't yeah. do the cancer yeah. thing. And RV's dad didn't do that with his embolisms, you know? Yeah like, yeah, like, I I physically messed up. Like, you don't need to go fund me for my dumbass ass for overcooking a jump. <laughs> like, I had insurance. And, and, and to this day, I have, like, the only thing I have going on right now, man, is I have, like, an extreme amount of nerve damage in my chest and, like, upper stomach. That feels like a gnarly boogie board rash. Yeah, and it should go away over time. And I'm, I will be riding Moto again December first. That's gonna happen. That's sick. So go test in the 250 shootout for Trans then and yeah, just doing it.
0: Dude, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if I like if you would have known, but I had like a crazy kidney thing go down I a heard few years that. ago. Yes, yeah. and it was the same thing, man. Like they, I had like the. There was a point where because the thing with it was for me was i didn't know that i only had one i was only born with one kidney so then all the moto and everything i've been doing my whole life and then i'm up in tahoe and then this old lady in like all pink bro like pink helmet pink jacket pink pants pink boots pink skis she just like stood up and just like went straight in front of me as i was cooking it out of this uh this tree run and if i hit her she would have died like I would have killed this lady so I just went off cartwheeled elbowed myself in my only kidney at this point I didn't even know I only had one kidney (sighs) so then I was with Wes Williams I was staying at his house and so I'm like literally convulsing in pain but I didn't know it was pain like I didn't know that's why I was convulsing but I was my body was in so much pain and shock that I was just like shaking went, pissed blood, vomited blood, I had no insurance, in Tahoe, and Wes was like, dude, you gotta go to the hospital, I was like, I can't man, I was like, I'll die before I leave my family with a $500,000 medical bill, like I'm not doing it, and so anyway, I went to bed, and I, I legit went to sleep that night, going like, I called mom, and I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm pretty hurt, but I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna drive home in the morning from Tahoe, and I'll get on a plane, I'll come home, but I was just like, for that night, I was like, oh cool, I could die. And then, long story, but when I finally did come back to Australia, they said the same thing. Like, they did these tests on me, and then they called me. Uh, they actually called my brother because I still didn't even have a phone in Australia. And then they called my brother, and they're like, "Please put your brother on the phone. He's about to die." And my brother just went like, "Holy fuck!" And like gave like gave me the phone. They uh, gave me the phone, and then they're like, "Yeah, you got to go." But so I had the surgery. But the, the issue was is that my kidney function was so low that my blood pressure was so high i was gonna stroke out so i had this surgery to put like a stent in and then did nothing for the blood pressure was even higher so i'm in post-op just like shaking uncontrollably and they're like you gotta relax you gotta come down your blood pressure's through the roof and i'm just like dude I, I, i don't know what to do like i can't do anything different i'm trying to be cool you guys are stressing me out like just let me do my thing and there was, like, hours and hours and hours where the blood pressure wouldn't come down, and then they ended up doing, like, the, the whole crash cart thing. And I was just like, dude, I could actually die. Like, yeah. you don't think... It's a very surreal feeling when it, like, sets in that it's like, this actually could be a possibility. Like, yeah. you just think it's so out there yeah, that you could die. Yeah,
7: like, we, we as moto guys, we kind of think we're... We get numb to, like... Oh, we're so just,
0: used to eating shit yeah, and then being good. Or your
7: buddy, like, broken femur. Oh, he just broke his femur to the average common moral they're like oh that's that's the life changing experience and like to us it's like oh I'll just put a rod no, in it no we we'll in six weeks yeah 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 so yeah the same same thing like you know my wife you know Sarah had a hard time with it because I was at the beach Sunday after two like before I got admitted and I was under like a quick shade and I'm like on a walker going oh man like this is this is so n-. I started getting the chills and the shakes and she's like oh, are you okay Like like she wasn't Cause I just didn't want to believe
0: yeah, that, that it I was could be that, that bad. bad. Yeah.
7: And when I started seeing photos, and like when I was in the hospital, and I look back at them now, I look back at those photos, and I'm like, I was not really, I lost 20 pounds, and I didn't have 20 pounds to lose. Yeah. I had about maybe five or six that I could have been leaned out for fighting weight, but <laughs> no, it was a it was a trying time. But like God I said, Jerry it was it, yeah, it was it didn't kill me. Um, I, I'm not going to be the same. My body's not going to be the same, and I'm completely content with it because it's all about my family now my kids like all i do from riding moto and mountain bike and anything i do activity wise for the story not for a trophy yeah and like that's it it maybe took that that incident to to get that out of me yeah and it it sucks it took that but i'm just a competitor with anything i do and now i i want to see my kids accomplish their personal goals and whether whatever they want to do you know so
0: and you're a dude that's done a lot yeah, thanks. Like, I, like you've done a lot. You might not you. have ever been the dude that, like, won a Supercross championship or whatever, but in terms of, like, what you were able to achieve, and I think it's, like, a, it's also a testament to your character as well, that you worked at, like, how many people have ever worked for a manufacturer for 14 years as a rider?
7: Yeah, that, that company lot, was, man. thanks, that company was badass, they, they gave me a platform to build on, and I... I hustled my ass off for that company because I I appreciate what they did for me. Yeah, you, and,
0: you're a kind of guy that like never took opportunities for granted either. No, and probably because it, it was hard for you to get them at the start. Yeah,
7: like I I messed up really in my pro career. I thought I was ready for Supercross and I wasn't, <laughs> and I was not. And but I kept getting better over those trials, and I never my pops never stopped backing me, and like my friends and the industry, and I I kind of just I mean my la- it was crazy being down in Sydney today, like in, in the harbor. I was there 20 years ago, in 1999, when I came over to race a Cessna KTM
0: really? at Newcastle
7: Speedway against John o. Porter and Ando. No shit. And like I was like, this is two wheels took me across the world, like 20 like, years ago. Yeah, and then 20 years. Now, and yeah. I'm back here, you know, 19, 20 years ago, and it's like, I look at like the boppings and like the young guys, the Jay Wilsons, and the young guys that have had trials and tribulations, I'm like, do not quit. Did like, you know about boppings, like how sick he got. I I honestly learned today. Dude, like I, he
0: just run through. It's like being years, man. Like yeah. his, his life literally just got changed. Like, like that. That's he got one of those diabetes, things. and then he got this like mystery illness. Yeah, and
7: that's where I say like when I crashed, like that's that's nothing compared to that. Like he didn't do anything to get that. Like yeah, he just he didn't woke come up short diabetes. on a jump. Yeah. He didn't me- mess up. Like that. I mean, I I am hyped to see the guy out ripping and looking good and. You know that's where the sport is the best like to be here in 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 uh, australia and seeing like these guys that are that are grinding and racing against like you said i heard you say the dinos and the anderson's like anderson's a supercross champ yeah like he's the fastest supercross rider in the world and he's here in australia not the fastest qualifier yeah because there's dudes like wilson and reardon and you know, Chad's not the fastest and one of the greatest of all time. So it's like, tonight's going to be insane. Like, yeah. I'm pretty hyped to watch these dudes here.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited. And, like, I've missed this. I've been in America every time it's been on. So this is, like, like my first time back here. And I'm stoked. And I... Every... Every... And, like, it sucks because, I mean, I've known, like, Dean and Jason and all these guys for so long. And for me, like, I've always been in their country. And, I, like it feels so rad to have him here and then it's like you know when dean's up in queensland next next week then it's like i'm gonna be able to get to show him my stuff the way that he's showed me and all those guys like it's so rad
7: yeah it's it's uh i think that the sport's in a bad place globally like and i think australia thinks they need to maybe catch up to what the states are doing but walking around the pits here and yesterday last night and seeing the riders and seeing the bikes and you don't need to chase the states the states are they're spending all this money in these big semis and these hospitaliers the fans want to talk to the riders they want to go up and hang with them you just need a quick shade the rider the mechanic like, dude get the, straight rhythm yes that's exact. That's ex- Jerry Mallet did exactly that you could not bring a semi to the track you could not bring a, a you had to have a sprinter or a truck like, bring it back core. Like, we all complain about the industry. Get the cost of racing down so, like, these dudes can co-do it. Like, like I'm not going to lie, man. All those privateers out there should be right here. Yeah. They should be right here so all these people can talk to them and hang out with them. And they can give them some stickers and get to know them. But it, we only have the OEMs right here. Yeah. Like, we need to embrace the, the dudes that are paying their way, that are trying to get there. Or they're going to get discouraged and not come.
0: Yeah, 100%.
7: That, that's just my, my two cents on that. And I
0: totally, like, yeah, straight rhythm to me is like the, that's like, okay, we needed this. Everyone needed to see because it's like, oh, if we scale back, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like, this works, man. Yeah, we you know We scaled don't. it back. It's all two strokes. You have to bring a box van or a truck. And that event blew Red Bull TV numbers away
7: yeah I didn't know the the analytics crush massive bro yeah like I the, spoke to
0: Jeremy this week
7: yeah it's it's and I know he had an ulcer from it pretty much dude but, uh, <laughs> it's
0: so funny I love how he's like he, well you know he's one of my best mates but like it, I just love that he comes on Instagram for two weeks a year yeah and it's the two weeks before Straight yep. Rhythm so that yep. he can just like stir the pot yep. he's like this random dude in comments that no one even knows he's about so,
7: he's so tactical so dude. tactical and I, like now everyone's
0: doing this whole like calling out talking shit like he started all that
7: yeah I mean for, I, I I got to race straight with them last year, Yeah, yeah, and that was like honestly bucket list shit. Like I hadn't raised Supercross in seven years, and I was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't do that. You should like let Surratt have my spot. Or some dude, you're the two stroke world champ. Come do this. Like if you don't like it, they'll some like I have backups. And essentially, like there's no backups. If you qualify in, you qualify yeah, in. Yeah. There's not the alternate guy. It's like if you're fast enough. You'll race. And it's
0: 45 seconds. Yeah. You're still fit enough and, for that. And
7: unfortunately, Reedy really got broke off and I essentially just slid right in and that event, the way that like they just take care of the riders and they it's it's not a, a separation. I know it's small. It's invite only, but it's not a separate separation.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, who we got? Who have you got tonight uh, in terms of getting the dub here? Because I think we've been streaming this for like twenty hours. Okay. Uh, what's your plans actually? Are you going to be going up to the Goldie next week? I'll be in the Goldie all next week, man. For how long though? Uh, Ten more days. We're doing a legit version of this. Sounds good. Are you good. keen?
7: Absolutely, of course. I, I would love to. You go know, I'm like, a fan of the podcast. I
0: would love to go like proper deep.
7: Yeah, but, yeah. Let's do tonight who I got JB yeah fuck he looks so good if he gets the start but you know what Who you know what I want to win like JB's my boy I mean, there's so much classier just in dudes yeah. it's kind of hard to like I would love to see Medi win
0: dude and you know what he gives,
7: r- gives me goosebumps dude for Meddy to win like the dude's just such a he's such an a great human being yeah. and like I went down on the Florida Sound super fan and want to get a picture of JB and Meddy, because I got to race with those guys my whole life and and Meddy's so Australian and he spent more years in America racing than he did Australia yeah, and he's so true to be an Australian and he's back here and he's he never si- lost that accent either yeah and he's six points away right Six is it six points it's close yeah cl- he could win the championship I'd hate to see that rob from JB but at the same time he earned it so I I'm gonna go like.
0: You going for I, the fairy tale?
7: I, I'm going for Medi. I'll say Medi. Hey, yeah, your
0: kids are half Australian, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you're in a fight. You're like, if you were full blown American and you didn't have Aussie kids, yeah, that'd be such yeah. a dick move. <laughs> but like, you can get a pass on <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of Aussie. Yeah, to yeah.
7: I'm, I'm gonna go Medi just because you know if his story is so dynamic, and I hope this is a chapter that he can go bam, and like done it, done it. Yeah, you know, because he deserves it.
0: If if Chad ends up racing. Anaheim won I don't want him to win tonight but if Chad doesn't get to race A1 and this is his last race I want Chad to win
7: yeah I, I, I'm a huge Chad Reed fan just because you can't just, be
0: no, you he, can't not be
7: yeah he's just a badass And but he, I'm, I'm a dirt bike racer and I'm the analytics show he's not looking he was not looking good last night nah. He did not look like he was flowing. Let's hope he gets his shit together, gets a whole shot. But he's a gamer.
0: He is a gamer. Like, he's dude. not a
7: one-lap wonder. He's not a time-qualifying guy. He didn't grow up in that era.
0: And he's cagey.
7: And he, he does not want to let his Australian family down. He nah. does not. He's he's He'll put...
0: Okay, this is like San Diego for him.
7: Yeah, th- like you know that's, what I mean. Like, there's places
0: like where you know he's gonna show J-JB up.
7: JB said, like, straight up, he's he will br- just blow anyone off the track to win this weekend. So, hundred percent, it's gonna happen.
0: Sick. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming on, and uh, let's do this next week. Sounds good, bro. I really want to get you on. Appreciate it. Awesome, bro. Righto, that wraps us up. Uh, I think we've been streaming for like 500 hours, and yeah, I'm over it. I need some food. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors. If you're looking at this. Uh, I guess from a crowd perspective, you'll see all the Nobby uh, banners. Nobby is a subscription underwear company, Uh, $20 a month, gets you a new pair of undies every month. And uh, these guys have been with us for a while now. And uh, there's a reason that they've been with us for a while, because they are legit underwear. Uh, I even said yesterday, ashamedly, that I sometimes wear them for three days in a row without washing them because there's a lot of uh technology actually in their underwear so yeah $20 a month gets you a fresh pair shipped to your door it's all free shipping we're also streaming this podcast on the 4g lte network of boost mobile so you can go to boost.com.au uh you you actually just go to a servo. the sim cards are two dollars so that's what we did Uh, For this podcast in particular We went to the servo I bought two uh, $2 SIM cards We got two $75 recharges And we're actually streaming this podcast Live to Facebook uh, Using Hotspot from our phone It's ridiculous Uh, We've had this thing just running all day Uh, So if you're a data hungry Mofo like myself Boost Mobile has you covered Uh, Also need to give a shout out To our boys at Rival Inc uh, Rival Inc for me is probably the best graphics company in Australia, uh, maybe one of the best graphics companies in the world. Uh, I've toured their facilities. The guys are friends of mine, uh, and it actually blows me away with just how legit uh, these guys are. They aren't like trend followers. They're not the kind of guys that are like looking at what other people are doing. They're based like purely. Uh, innovation like they're creating the latest and greatest technology when it comes to to motocross graphics they do custom graphics they got stuff you can order online there's going to be a gypsy tails kit that you can get online uh very shortly uh as well seat covers uh they do plastics they do accessories uh and also, you can go to the Rival Inc. website, Google those bad boys, uh, and if you type in Gypsy Tails on checkout, you'll get 15% off. Uh, so yeah, win-win. The guys are legends. Uh, they've helped us make this weekend possible. So yeah, thank you to the guys at, at uh, Nobby. Thank you to the guys at Boost Mobile, and thank you to the guys at Rival Inc. I've had a hell of a lot of fun. We've talked a lot of crap over the last couple of days, um, and... Thank you to uh, our team here for making it happen. Uh, Ricky has been killing it. Mick is an absolute legend. Uh, And shout out to Gumtree for hooking us up with these couches for a cool hundo. Um, That's it. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. And we'll be back with more Gypsy Tales. Uh, actually, I'll just give that a little bit of a plug too. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, we post a new podcast every week to Spotify, to iTunes. We also do the video stuff for YouTube. Uh, so you can subscribe on uh, all of those platforms, and the Instagram is the best way to stay up to date. So at Gypsy Tales Podcast on Instagram. Thank you very much. Uh, we are out. We're going to go watch some Supercross, and I'm Super freaking pumped.